Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Wednesday, May 20th, 2020, <clears throat> and welcome to episode number 836 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, will start things off with our wrestling news and views here statement, which we brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared D. Girolamo. J.D. is a 2015, 17, and 2020 WWS Hall of Famer, and also a part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Also on the, on the TalkShoe chat box tonight, we have the human suplex machine, John Gross. <clears throat> John, of course, is the 2000, first 2016 and member of the 2020 Legacy Wing of the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> also, another part of the team that brings you the, of course, Raw Radio, of course, every Monday afternoon on TalkShoe.com. He'll have your wrestling history and birthday here tonight here as well. Also on the line here, ladies and gentlemen, he is a 2017 and 2020 WWS <clears throat> Hall of Famer, also known as the Heartbreak Kid in the radio network circles. And also, of course, a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you think about that classic 60 sitcom half a days, you'll recognize this man's other nickname right here 
And the only way you know, the only way you'll know which character I'm talking about is if he does something like this. He would. Hey. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is indeed Fonzie right here. Don't call him Fonzarelli. It's Fonzie. There you go. <laughs> and also, ladies and gentlemen, he is a member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. Uh, <clears throat> also, of course, he's the current FMWS World Heavyweight Champion. Hoping to go for another uh, belt here. Of course, it's coming Friday. We'll talk more about that here a little bit later on. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, also bring you, of course, the King of Clubs here, Mr. Mint Patel. Uh, before we get underway with tonight's itinerary, let us welcome, of course, JD, John, Fonzie, and Mint to what should be a very explosive and out of this world evening, ladies and gentlemen, on episode 836 of Revolution. <clears throat> Yepper. And quite okay. emotional, too. Yes, indeed. Uh, um, yes, indeed. Thank you very much, JD. Right on the money. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed is still, of course, uh, down. And could we get that straightened out? We'll keep you informed about pro that progress about that. But in the meantime, if you care to join us through TalkShoot.com, the phone number is always is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, of course, 138055-POUND, the magic six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which will include, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays tonight, ladies and gentlemen, of course, as you, we did announce on Outside of the Ropes earlier tonight, normally, like I said, we would be talking about the full results of tonight's AEW and NXT shows. However, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with, of course, the the update that I got earlier today about this, this Dark Side of the Ring special they did last night, about the, of course, about the late Owen Hart. Uh, some very juicy details, very a lot of big time discussions and talks. And I guess mudslinging would also be another great term you probably describe it. And JD says in more ways than one. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a course of a course of a good majority of the show here to let, of course, the, the Iceman and the King of Clubs, of course, come on and, get, and go back and forth in a bit of a little bit of a debate and discussion about this show, about everything that was said, everything that was done, about certain moments, certain aspects of this. Uh, they're going to go into real good details about all this here tonight. And in a, <clears throat> in a dark side of the ring, of course, I said, uh, the table. <laughs> and, I, and of course, I'll tell, I'll tell her, thank you, come again. Okay, sorry, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Anyway, uh, no offense, man. Sorry about that. Um, but of course, it's going to be a. Oh, I'll talk to. Oh, okay, okay, no problem. Okay, but uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it, that will be, of course, a big part of our show here this evening. Of course, it being with time allotted, we may squeeze in a couple of little extra things. I'm not sure, but like I said, the dark side of the ring thing is definitely going to be the, the, pretty much dominating, of course, our show here this evening. Of course, <clears throat> let's go ahead and get right into it at 9:30 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, on Wednesday, May 20th, 2020, as we dove, dive, dive right on in here to our Wrestling News and Views segment, of course, which also includes another wrestling, um, sadly, another wrestling tragedy. And I won't go into more details about it because the man that's going to do that is coming up right now. He is, of course, as we said, of course, a member of our news tag team, King Ice. Here he is up there, Brandon Arts, Wrestling News and Views the Iceman, J.D. Jared Gualmo. J.D., what's up on the wrestling scene here tonight, please? 
Okay. Well, we know three matches will be taking place tonight at NXT, however, mind you, and here are the matches. Io Shirai will take on Rhea Ripley. Kushida will take on Drake Maverick in an interim NXT Cruiserweight title tournament match. Ripley, of course, is dealing with Io Shirai, considering the fact that she wants a piece of the Queen Charlotte Flair, if you will, and get back, mind you, that NXT World's the women's the women's heavyweight championship at some point. Meanwhile, El Hio del Fantasma, however, will take on Akira Tozawa in another interim NXT, uh, mind you, however, cruiserweight title tournament match. Now, this episode, of course, was taped on Wednesday in Winter Park at Full Sail University, so it looks like, however, they're back at Full Sail, however. Now, earlier tonight, however, two matches were listed, however, for TakeOver NXT in your house. Karrion Cross, however, Scarlett Boudreaux, his fiance, girlfriend, if you will, will take on Tommaso Chiappa. And just announced also, it will be, believe it or not, however, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae Gargano taking on Mia Yim and also her boyfriend, the North American champion, Candice LeRae, or Keith Lee, the North American champion. Boy, that was a blooper for the half. Meanwhile, the Dark Side of the Ring episode, however, after delivering 264,000 viewers, however, and the Road Warriors after Dark episode delivering another 95,000, however, mind you, however, had its highest rated show of the year this year. After doing 320,000 viewers for the Chris Benoit show, however, if you will, in the season two premiere, ladies and gentlemen, earlier this year, the Dark Side of the Ring documentary delivered 349,000 viewers for Viceland on Tuesday night, however, mind you, in its season two finale. Meanwhile, however, meanwhile, speaking of AEW, another match has now been signed for Dynamite Towers Double or Nothing show, however, this Saturday. Sean Spears, the perfect tennis, challenged the brother of the American Dream, if you will, the brother of the brother of Cody Rhodes, if you will, Dustin Rhodes. But tonight, here are the matches that you will see in action. More on Jackass Fool and his boyfriend Wardlow, MJF, will take on Marco Stunt, who will probably have Jungle Boy Jack Perry, Luchasaurus, in his corner. MJF is set to take on Perry this week, however, at Double or Nothing. Jake Roberts and Arn Anderson will confront one another in a face-to-face interview, however. Ray Fenex at the Death Triangle will take on one half of the best friends, Orange Cassidy, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy, who will have his boys Trent and Chucky e. T with him. While Fenex, we're not sure if he will have his boys Pentagon and also the bastard Pac, a.k.a. Neville. Meanwhile, AEW champion John Moxley, however, will take on... Ten, however, of the evil dark gimp order of Pulp Fiction, with Mr. Brody Lee leading him to the ring, however, mind you. Matt Hardy is set to take on shithead, slimy, sneaky, uh, let's just say subpar Sammy Guevara, if you will. Sammy last week destroyed Vanguard Warden Matt Hardy, and Matt Hardy is looking for payback in a big way tonight. Nyla Rose, however, and Britt Baker, meanwhile, DMD, however, the very dangerous, nasty Nyla Rose, that is, will take on Hakura Shida, who has been really doing well as of late, and the boop girl herself, Chris Statlander. Rose is set to take on Sheeta this Saturday, however, at double or nothing, if you will, and a no DQ, no time limit, falls count anywhere matchup. Baker is set to take on Statlander, if you will. Meanwhile, our private party will take on best the best friends in the number one contender match for the AEW Tag Team Championship, however, also this week. And as we said, however, the big match will be between Archer, the Murderhawk Maniac Monster, Jake the Snake Roberts, if you will, however, will take on Cody Woods. Now, there will be a battle royal next week, however, on Dynamite just announced, and the winner will face the TNT champion June the 3rd. That's right, June the 3rd, but a battle royal next week will commence on Dynamite, if you will. 
as we just heard this break in moments ago, if you will. <laughs> Meanwhile, however, Vince McMahon may, may not be done with the XFL after all, if you will. Vince appears to be taking steps to buy the XFL out of bankruptcy. Daniel Kaplan of The Athletic has reported that XFL President Jeffrey Pollock has called venues in XFL host cities St. Louis and Seattle about reinstating lease agreements. Kaplan also reports that some XFL creditors believe that Vince is making moves to buy the league out of Delaware bankruptcy just over a month after the league filed a bankruptcy back on April 10. Kaplan reached out to a spokesman hired by the XFL who responded simply, quote, the response to this filing will speak for itself. Of course, we will keep you up to date with that story. Uh, we got some other news to report here, folks, so sit back here. we got more news to talk about. Of course, two matches have now been signed for backlash, however, if you will, however. Drew McIntyre will take on Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship, if you will, however. And Edge and Randy Orton was signed and sealed and delivered, if you will, however, believe it or not, however, this past Monday night, however, on Monday Night Raw at the start of the show. Meanwhile, the ruthless aggression on FS1 viewership did the following hour last night. Hour. 214,000 viewers, however, for the episode's time to shake things up, and Civil War Raw vs. SmackDown did 177,000 viewers. Meanwhile, WWE Backstage did not crack the list whatsoever. And speaking of WWE Backstage, last night the war goddess Ember Moon announced how she might be done for good. Her Achilles continues to bother her, and she told everyone on the show last night, however, that she is still waiting to see whether or not she will be able to return to the ring anytime soon. But, of course, we will keep you up to date with this one. Right now, we are on the main event. It is Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara right now, the Spanish god, the subpar, sneaky, slimy, shithead, snake in the grass. We will probably have his boyfriend, Santana Ortiz, and Daffy Duck with him, Jack Hager, uh, Jack Swagger, however, if you will, in tow. And no, he's not. He's by himself, at least for now, however, along with no Le Champion. Chris Jericho will take on Matt Hardy here in our main event this week here on Dynamite for the go-home show for Double or Nothing, prior to Double or Nothing, which, by the way, is this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, however. And he's wearing a Sex God t-shirt. Give me a break. Anyway, like we said, however... Um, That'll be coming up, of course. Like I said, Ember announced that last night, ladies and gentlemen. And speaking of which, this Friday night on TNT, 10 p.m., for a preview of Double or Nothing, they will break down the show individual with a one-hour preview of the matches leading into the show. And, of course, one of the matches that will also happen this week, as we know, will be for the AEW Championship, however, mind you. As the exalted one, Mr. Brody Lee, will talk about his upcoming matchup with the Mox, John Moxley, who right now, however, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose, who has been on, on a winning uh, has had a winning streak, big-time good-sized winning streak as late has been winning quite a bit of matches. And finally, however, after reporting the story on Monday on Raw Radio, and, has been, and we've been keeping up to date with this story over the last two days, however, we can tell you now, however, it has been confirmed. The body of former WWE wrestler and crime time wrestler Shad Gaspard washed ashore early this morning, however, in Venice, California. The L.A. County coroner identified Gaspard, confirming his death at the age of 39, according to TMZ and other sources. Gaspard had been missing since Sunday afternoon when he's, he and his 10-year-old son were among a group of swimmers who were caught in a rip current. Gaspard, who encouraged rescuers, rescuers to save his son first, was then struck by a huge monster big wave, and the rescuers were unable to locate him, despite that the Coast Guard, the police, and everyone else was trying to search for him the last two days. 
We were hoping for the best, Tower, but now, unfortunately, we feared the worst, Tower. And they made the announcement, sad to say, and tragically, unfortunately, very early this morning, Tower, as they found out about it. Like we said, however, uh, our thoughts and prayers are certainly with Gaspar's friends, family, and fans, Tower, over this very heartbreaking tragedy. And also, J.D., I think we also heard that WWE has also commented, as well as Vince himself has commented on uh Yes, in oh, fact, yes. Uh, yes, I, I do, I do have that story. Actually, yes, funny you mentioned that. Actually, yes, uh, I do have that story. Uh, believe it or not, in fact, WWE did issue a statement today about Gaspard and NXT posted a tribute tonight. This is what they said: WWE is saddened to learn the passing of Gas Shad Gaspard, who's passed away at the age of 39. However, admired by friends and colleagues, and his warmth and humor. However, he played basketball at Georgia Perimeter College and was a former bodyguard for such superstars as P.D., Britney Spears, and Mike Tyson, however. He was a multi-talented individual, creating his own graphic novel and acting in several TV shows and films including Brothers and Think Like a Man too. however, mind you. Admired by friends and colleagues for his warmth and humor, he was no stranger to heroic deeds. In fact, in 2016, he broke up an armed robbery in Coral Springs, Florida, pinning the suspect to the ground until police arrived, however, mind you. And as we said, how... Like we said, police at the time, Titus Taylor said this earlier this morning. At this stage, because of sensitivity, I don't want to disclose that, but they said 2.20 a.m., however, mind you, however, they were called to the area, however, and like I said, at the time, the body was found between Venice Beach Pier and the lifeguard headquarters, as there were no signs of foul play whatsoever. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much there, of course, J.D. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of, of course, myself, J.D., John, Mitt, Fonzie, and everybody at the WWS Radio Network. We also want to extend our thoughts and prayers and condolences here tonight, of course, to the family, friends, and fans, of course, of, of, of course, the one and only Shad Gaspard, which, as a matter of fact, guys, if you go on the Revolution Radio Facebook page, they actually put up a list of some of his greatest moments from WWE, and I actually commented on, on that here, uh, and, uh, um, and be honest with you, and I apologize if I we'll just hate when you forget what you actually post post yourself sometimes. <laughs> um, let me see if I can let me see if I can dig it up before we before we proceed here even further, because uh, because uh, I actually watched a little bit of this. Actually, I showed one match in which uh, Crime Time was facing the Spirit Squad. I guess it was on Raw in two thousand six. Um, it was a tag. I'm assuming it was for tag titles. I'm not sure. But yes, I said a fitting tribute to a true warrior. Rest in peace, Shad, is what I said. And, and actually, it has gotten. All right, thank you, JD. Um, and it actually has gotten a lot of response here. As a matter of fact, we've had one person like it, one person loved it, and one person, of course, uh, very, very sad indeed. So. Uh, but yes, indeed, our thoughts and prayers, of course, go out to, of course, the family, friends, and fans. Of, of course, uh, the one and only uh, uh, Shad Gaspard here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, we do, JD, we do thank you, of course, very much. And of course, JD, along with King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, is King Ice. Your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, they bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, Super Blue and Duck TV cannot beat that old fashioned combination. And trust me, ladies and gentlemen, for the past five years, we have not even begun to try to do so. Uh, just before I get to John's history, we did happen to notice here 
that um, I'm just hoping that nothing was wrong here, of course, with the heartbreak kid, Fonzie, but unless he had to step uh, step out for a little bit or what have you, but I hope he does make it back on here. Uh, we'll hope to hear from him back here in just a few moments. <laughs> well, let's see what let's see what John has here in our recent history and birthdays here for today, May the 20th. Uh, on this date in 1987, a, a Memphis, Tennessee court judge rules in favor of Jerry Lawler against the WWF. Lawler sued the WWF for promoting the late Harley Race as the king of wrestling. Lawler alleged that the WWF's use of the moniker long associated with, Law, long associated with Lawler confused wrestling fans in the area. And in, and, and in a wrestling moment, Lawler would sue the WWF and won. As a result, Race couldn't use the king of wrestling gimmick at any WWF events in in Tennessee. Uh, let's see, 27 years ago today, uh, that would be. Let me see, uh, let's see. I do believe that would be. Uh, let me double check and make sure that I have that. Right. I believe it's 19. Yes, uh, 1993. The Holy Demon Army defeated the Miracle Violence Connection to win the All Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag Team titles. Uh, of course, also today, on this day in 2001, ladies and gentlemen, WWF presented Judgment Day from the Arco Arena in Sacramento, California. Of course, the hometown of our own Danny from North Park. 13,623 were in, was in attendance with 405,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, down from 420,000 homes for the 2000 event. In a Sunday night heat pre-show match, Raven would defeat Val Venus. This would be Val Venus's last pay-per-view appearance until the 2002 Royal Rumble. In another pre-show match, Hardcore and Crash Holly defeated Ty and Ty. William Regal defeated Rikishi. This is Rikishi's first pay-per-view appearance since the 2001 No Way Out and his last one until the 2002 Royal Rumble. Also, that's for the actual matches for the pay-per-view. Kurt Angle defeated Chris Benoit in a three stages of hell match. Benoit and Angle both split the two falls and pinfall submission, only with Angle winning the tiebreaker in a ladder match. Rhino defeated Test and the Big Show to retain the WWF hardcore title. China defeated Lita to retain the women's title in her final and her last ever match. China would hold the women's title hostage in her release for the in that last next six months until Trish Stratus captured the vacated women's title at the 2001 Survivor Series. Of course, like I said, with this being China's last last ever match in the WWF, of course, she would not get to wrestle there again until, of course, I believe it was four years ago we lost her. It was 2016, I think, when she passed at the age of 46. I believe that's correct. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Kane defeated Triple H in a chain match to win the Intercontinental title. It's Triple H's final pay-per-view appearance until the 2002 Royal Rumble. Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho win a tag team turmoil match to earn the right to face Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin the next night on Monday Night Raw. And Stone Cold defeated The Undertaker in the main event to retain the WWF title with interference from Triple H. Uh, let's see here. Uh, on this date in 2007, WWE presented Judgment Day from the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis, Missouri. 10,500 were in attendance with 242,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. In a dark match, Kane defeated William Regal. 
Uh, also, in our other matches, Ric Flair defeated Clarito. Also, Bobby Lashley defeated Umaga and the McMahons to capture the ECW title. CM Punk defeated Elijah Burke. Randy Orton defeated Shawn Michaels via referee stoppage. The Hardy Boys defeated uh, Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch to retain the World Tag Team titles. Edge defeated Batista to retain the World Heavyweight title. MVP defeated Chris Benoit 2-0 in a best-of-three falls match to regain the U.S. title. John, uh, John Cena defeated the great Kali to retain the WWE title. And that was that's the last match. Okay. On this day in 2009, William Regal is suspended for 60 days for his second violation of the WWE's wellness policy. <coughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. Also on that same day, WWE announced that their coming week's television tapings would be moved from Denver's Pepsi Center to the Staples Center in Los Angeles due to the ongoing NBA playoffs. Uh, so also on this day in 2011, TNA releases their head of talent relations, Terry Taylor, and replaces him with Bruce Pritchard. Taylor was with the company since 2003. Uh, also on this date in 2012, WWE presented Over the Limit in the PNC Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina, of course, right there in the state capital of North Carolina. About 8,000 were in attendance with 167,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up from 140,000 homes for the 2011 event. The show's hood was the main event between John Cena and John Laurinaitis, with Laurinaitis winning due to help of the big show, which ended up turning heel during that process. Uh, on this day in 2019, on Raw, Mick Foley announces a new title, and this is one that JD loves to talk about once in a while, and that is the 24-7 title. <laughs> the first inaugural champion in this crown, of course, is Titus O'Neil. But after urged Robert Roode to win the title from Titus, and our truth would take the title from Roode. Currently, as of right now, the 24-7 title is currently being held by the man who just went back to the NFL, Rob Gronkowski. Gronk himself is still holding that belt. And I do have something to report awesome. on Gronk, actually. Even not. Oh, go ahead, Diddy. Please, go ahead. J.J. Watt actually said in an interview, he wants to see Rob Gronkowski having to defend the 24-7 titles during an NFL game. In fact, he said this, Howard. On the bump this morning, he talked about being a WWE fan and Gronk's WWE title reign. This is what he said. On Gronk playing in the NFL as 24-7 champion, he said, yeah, I'm interested to see how it plays out. I mean, I would love nothing more to see how that championship gets played out in the middle of the game just to see what kind of fine the league would come up with in that situation. But I think it would be wildly entertaining. On his favorite wrestlers growing up and now, yeah, you know, I mean, I had the whole Hulk hooking up when I was a kid. I also grew up watching Rock and Stone Cold. Everybody says JJ. In fact, speaking of JJ, him, Derek, his brother, who's with the Sears now, and TJ, who's with the Steelers as well, JJ, of course, with the Texans of Houston, will be debuting a new show tonight on Fox Horror called Ultimate Tag, and that is on right now on Fox in season premiere. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, thank you very Pass. much, JD. Oh. <laughs> okay. Today, of course, we have some wrestling birthdays here. Uh, first off, happy 27th birthday to one half of the authors of Pain, Akam. Yes, I'm not aching right now, but I mean, uh, I was a little while ago. <laughs> okay. Also, happy 27th birthday to Danielle Kamala. Uh, who is that? Um, I've heard that name before. I have too, and I can't think about where I heard it. Uh, and we'll think about it here in a minute, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sure who that is. And, uh, 
uh, let's see, excuse me. I'm sorry, that was me, pardon me. And today is a happy 51st birthday to former WWE tag team, hardcore, intercontinental, member of DX and the New Age Outlaws, the Road Dog, Jesse James. 50, 51 years old. And and John says, and sadly, tragically, we saved the saddest for last right here. Uh, on this date in 2011, Macho Man Randy Savage sadly died of a heart attack while he was driving with his wife in Seminole, Florida. He lost control of his Jeep Wrangler and crashed into a tree. And John says, in, in the honor of the Macho Man, he says he, he's gonna have, he has a little bit of history because John says he's sure that he'd drop the elbow from up in the sky if he did not give anything, any 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 history on the Macho Man. <laughs> okay. He was born in uh, Columbus, Ohio, and where he was the eldest son of Judy and Angela Popo. His younger brother is also professional wrestler Lanny Popo, but we know him as genius. Also, leaping Lanny Popo. Savage graduated from Downers Grove, Illinois, and moved to Staten Island, New York, and where he was an alumnus of Southern Illinois University, Carbondale. He started a sports career as a baseball player, playing for the St. Louis Cardinals, starting out as a minor leaguer to develop. He was 18, but Savage's stint in the baseball career would end in 1974 when he played for the Tampa, Tampa Tarpons. I want to say tampons. I don't know why, but tarpons. I'm sorry. Tarpons. I'm sorry. Uh, he played 289 games, batting 254 with 16 home runs and 129 RBIs. Savage broke into the wrestling business in 1973, taking the name Randy Savage. He decided to end his baseball career and would become a full-time wrestler. Savage worked with his father and brother in Michigan, the Carolinas, Georgia, the Maritimes, and the Eastern Tennessee Territory run by Nick Goulos. After a while, Randy and Lanny were joined the CWA. While there, Savage figured with Jerry Lawler over the AWA Southern Heavyweight title. Also teamed with Lanny to battle the Rock and Roll Express. Their feud included a match on June 25, 1984, where Savage pile drove Ricky Morton to the timekeeper's table, leading to the Express winning by disqualification. Later in 1984, Savage turned babyface and allied with Lawler against Jimmy Hart's first family, alliance only to turn heel on Lawler again in early 1985 and resume the feud with him over the title. This ended with Lawler beating Savage in a loser leaves town match on June 7, 1985 in Memphis. Savage would sign with the WWF later that month and chose Miss Elizabeth as his manager. His gimmick was a crazy egomaniac bully who mistreated Miss Elizabeth and threatened anyone who dared to look at him. On November 7, 1985, he participated in a 16-man tournament defeating Ivan Putsky, Ricky Steamboat, and the Dynamite Kid in advance to the finals, but would lose to the Junkyard Dog. On February 8, 1986, Savage would win the Intercontinental title at the Boston Garden over Tito Santana using an illegal steel optic. At the first WrestleMania, Savage successfully retained the belt against George Animal Steel and also would be with Hulk Hogan and Bruno San Martino while he was the IC champion. <clears throat> Savage would resume his feud with Steel throughout 86 and 87 while starting a feud with Ricky Steamboat. In November, Savage would injure Steamboat's larynx with a ring bell leading to a feud between the two. At WrestleMania 3, the two faced off for the title and won the best WrestleMania matchups ever for the IC belt after... <clears throat> After 19 two-count steamboat pinned Savage and in his 14-month reign as the Intercontinental, of course, heavyweight champion. The match was saying 1987's match of the year, both by Pro Wrestling Illustrated and Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Steamboat and Savage were seen cheering and hugging with and hugging, cheering and hugging with other wrestlers after the match. After losing the title, Savage's popularity rise to the point where he was cheered by the fans despite being a heel. 
His face turned, seen man when he feuded with the Honky Tonk Man, who proclaimed himself to be the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. On October 3rd, 1987, Savage faced Honky Tonk Man for the IC title, with Savage winning by DQ, and Hulk Hogan coming out to make the save, forming the Mega Powers. Savage's feud with the Honky Tonk Man ended in 87 Survivor Series in the traditional Survivor Series match. In 1988, Savage would be in a tournament to crown the new WWF champion at WrestleMania IV. He defeated Butch Reed, Greg Valentine, and the one-man gang to advance to the finals facing Ted DiBiase, where he defeated Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Don Morocco and also received a bye. DiBiase and Savage faced off in the finals for the WWF title. The Savage regained the title over DiBiase with help from Hulk Hogan. Savage would hold on to the title for more than a year holding against the likes of big super heavyweights like the one-man gang, the big boss man, and even Andre the Giant. At SummerSlam, he and Hulk Hogan reformed the Mega Powers to being the Mega Bucks, where Miss Elizabeth exposed her skirt to Jesse Ventura, who, of course, was the referee of that match. He would then feed with the Twin Towers, with, of course, the big boss man, Andy Keene, who was formerly known as the One Man Gang. At the 88 Survivor Series, the Mega Powers were the sole survivors in the match. Towards the middle of the feud, the problems between Savage and Hogan developed, where Savage grew jealous of Elizabeth and Hogan being together. At the 89 Royal Rumble, Hogan eliminated Savage while he was trying to help Savage against Bad News Brown. On the main event, two Savage and Hogan would take on Bossman and Akeem, with Akeem and Bossman throwing Savage over the top rope to the floor onto Elizabeth, but Hogan carried her to the back, making Savage angry that he slapped Hogan and abandoned him in the match. Savage turned heel before challenging Hogan to a title match at WrestleMania 5, with Savage knocking out Hogan with the title belt and also attacking Bruce Beefcake. On April 2nd, 1989, Savage dropped the title to Hogan. Savage had a reign of 371 days, but before the match, he was hospitalized with an infected elbow and was sick as a result of the infection. In 89, he replaced Elizabeth with Sensational Sherry. Savage would co-main event SummerSlam with Zeus in a tag team match to take on Hulk Hogan and Bruce Beefcake, with Hogan and Beefcake winning. In the fall of 89, Savage defeated Jim Duggan and became the king of the WWF. In 1990, he would be with Dusty Rhodes, Ethan Neal, and Sapphire, leading to Rhodes and Sapphire winning the first ever mixed tag team match at WrestleMania 6 against Savage and Sherry. The feud ended with, at SummerSlam with Savage defeating Rhodes, thanks to Ted DiBiase taking Sapphire away from Dusty Rhodes. At the end of 1990, Savage would then feud with the Ultimate Warrior, who had demanded a title match, but the Warrior refused. At the 91 Royal Rumble, Savage would cost the Warrior the belt against Sergeant Slaughter, which led to a match between the two, a retirement match at WrestleMania 7 with the Warrior winning. After the match, Savage would be attacked by Sherry, but he would be saved suddenly by Miss Elizabeth. Elizabeth and Savage reunited, making Savage becoming a fan favorite once again. Savage stayed in the WWF in a non-wrestling capacity as he was a commentator despite supporting the heels and despite supporting the Undertaker in his attack against the Ultimate Warrior. Savage would then cement his face turn by proposing to Miss Elizabeth, and the two married at SummerSlam 91. After the reception, Jake Robertson, the Undertaker, he crashed it by attacking Savage after delivering a snake to Miss Elizabeth. Savage began a public campaign against himself reinstated, but Jack Tenney refused. And that led on October 21st, 1991, to the snake bite incident with Roberts biting Savage with the live King Cobra. Savage continued to urge the fans after this to reinstate. <clears throat> the Macho Man Tenney finally agreed, and the two faced off at Tuesday in Texas with Savage winning. Savage would eliminate Roberts from the 92 Royal Rumble match and would also defeat him at Saturday night's main event. Savage would gain his second title win over Rick Flair WrestleMania 8. Elizabeth was not seen in WWF again. Savage this time would hold the title for five months until losing it to Rick Flair in September of 92. At the Survivor Series in 92, Savage would team with Mr. Perfect. Savage was originally set to team with Ultimate Warrior, but 
due to lawyer being suspended. Perfect was chosen as the replacement as the team took on Ric Flair and Razor Ramon with Savage and Perfect winning the match. Savage would switch time between wrestling and commentating. He commentated the first Monday Night Raw on January 11, 1993 with Vince McMahon and Rob Bartlett. At the 93 Royal Rumble, he was one of the final two men entering the number 30 spot. It was eliminated by Yokozuna after Savage attempted to make a pinfall count over Yokozuna. He would then commentate some pay-per-views, including WrestleMania 9 and the King of the Ring by late 1993. He began a feud with Crush, with Crush turning his back on him. At the 94 Royal Rumble, Savage wrestled his final Rumble match in which he was eliminated by Crush. At WrestleMania 10, he defeated Crush and in his final WWF match in a false count anywhere match. Savage would still commentate for the WWF and would also host Monday Night Rawls in SummerSlam 94. Savage's last appearance would, in the WWF would be on October 31st, 1994, when he saved Lex Luger from an attack by Tatanka and Bob Backlund. Savage would leave the WWF and sign for WCW with Vince McMahon announcing that Savage had left the company, thanking him for his contributions and wishing him luck. He appeared in WCW on December 3rd, 1994, from the Another Alliance with Hulk Hogan, similar to 1989. Savage and Hogan reformed the Mega Powers once more. Savage's feuds in WCW would be against Ric Flair and Invader as well. He would also participate in the United States Heavyweight Title Tournament in 1995. Savage and Flair would have a feud in 1995 in WCW, with Flair this time harassing Savage's father, similar to what he did to Savage's ex-wife Elizabeth in the WWF in 1992. At the Bash of the Beach, Savage defeated Flair in a lifeguard lumberjack match. On November 26, 1995, Savage captured the vacated WCW World title in a 60-man battle royal, but would lose the title at Starcade to Ric Flair. However, he would win the belt back in January 96, but would get once again lose it to Ric Flair. Savage would bring Elizabeth with him, but she turned on him and joined Ric Flair. The feud between Flair and Savage continued all the way in the summer of 96 until WWF's Kevin Nash and Scott Hall would start a feud with Savage. At the Bash at the Beach, Savage teamed with Lex Luger and Sting to take on the Outsiders, and a third member of their choosing, in which we all knew, of course, later on who it was, and that was, of course, Hulk Hogan. Leading to the NWO being formed, Hogan would defeat Savage at the 96 Halloween Havoc to retain the WCW title. He returned in 1997 to join the NWO and would have a feud with, with, of course, DDP. Let's see here. I think John might have a little bit more. Uh, I guess he's still typing up as quick as he can here. So... Okay, Savages and Pages feud lasted through the last eight months until it culminated at Halloween Havoc 97. Savage left the NWO after regaining the Dutch City title over Sting at Spring Stampede 98. But would drop this title on April 20, 1998 to Hulk Hogan. Savage would be, become a part of the NWO Wolfpack group. Savage would then take a hiatus, but returned in December 98 helping Ric Flair defeat Eric Bischoff, take control of WCW. Savage would then return in April of 99 as a bad guy would win WCW title at Bash at the Beach 99. 
for the last time, but would lose the title to Hulk Hogan. Savage would then retire on October 25, 1999, but returned in May of 2000 after Billionaire's Club filed the New Blood. Savage would not appear in WCW in 2001 before they folded the next year. <laughs> after doing rap and movie careers, in which, of course, he was a part of the Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire in 2002 as Bonesaw McGraw. I'm back. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we're just still doing the history here. JD, uh, John's doing a little bit on Macho Man, who, who of course died died on this day here. So. The plan, let's see, Savage would join TNA in 2004 to have a team with Jeff Jarrett, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall. At turn point, Savage teamed with Hardy and Styles to defeat <coughs> Hall, Nash, and Jarrett. Uh, the plan was for Savage to defeat Jarrett for the TNA title, but would also drop it to Jarrett at the next pay-per-view. Savage would leave TNA on December 8, 2004, and would move on with his personal life. On the morning of May 20th, 2011, sadly, he died at the age of 58 while after suffering a sudden heart attack. The initial reports said that he had been killed in the collision when he and his wife were wearing seatbelts. He suffered only minor physical injuries in the crash. <laughs> the cause of death was ruled as heart disease. Savage was possibly inducted, possibly inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2015, forced by his brother, Lanny Popo. Which, if I'm not mistaken, I think Lanny still wears Randy's uh, Hall of Fame ring. Yes, he does. He does. Okay, that's what. I, I think I think he was interviewed by by somebody here not too long ago. I think uh, Meltzer or Keller from the Torture, uh, something like that, one of the Dirt Sheet writers. Yeah. Right. I think it's while while Lanny Papa was at was was at a bar or a restaurant or something, sitting down having oh a drink God, yeah. and then. It was in the, and the video was on YouTube, I think. I'm not sure if it's still there. This was, I think, about five, four or five years ago, I think it was. Because Lanny Popo actually it was actually talking some things and positive stuff about Hulk Hogan during that whole thing going on with Hogan. And he's not that type of person. So uh, John says, got a little bit of sports news new here, news news right here. Uh, in 1919, Babe Ruth won a game on the mound and hit his first career Grand Slam in a 6-4 win over Lewis, who was then called the St. Louis Browns.
1948, Joe DiMaggio hit hit for the cycle and drove in six runs at, for the New York Yankees to a 13-2 win over the over the Sox. I don't know if it was the Red Sox or White Sox, but I think. But uh, on this day, 1941, Lefty Grove won his 20th consecutive game at home. Nineteen ninety-nine, Robin Ventura became the first major leaguer to hit Grand Slams in both games of a doubleheader. Let's see if John has anything else to add before we proceed ahead. On this day, 2013, an EF5 class tornado strikes the Oklahoma City suburb of Moore, Oklahoma, sadly killing 24 people but injuring 377 people. And John, that's all he's got here for today. JD, is there anything you wish to add to what John has told us before we proceed? JD. JD. Okay, he might have probably. I think he has stepped away. So okay, uh, but we do thank JD for the new. For the news and views here tonight and we also thank john for the history and birthdays here as well uh and i think john said he's going to be probably leaving here soon maybe going to get his uh show prepared here momentarily uh because i probably what we're going to talk about he's going to actually going to talk about it on his uh video feed here of course coming up here a little in a little while so uh so john okay so we do appreciate that we thank you very much there once again and also jd and also, John will talk about what happened to, of course, Shad Gaspar as well. So, John, thank you very much, here, sir. And we'll talk at you here uh, tomorrow night, of course, on Wolfpack Airs. Of course, we will be doing, uh, start doing predictions for, of course, double or nine. Okay. Okay. And like I said, folks, uh, we do thank you. Thank you. We do. Uh, let me see here. I'll get it here for you in a minute, folks. I'll get it in situated here. Uh, but we do thank John and JD for, for that here as well. Uh, as we go now to 10, 10 p.m., of course, on Wednesday, May 20th, 2020, episode 836 of WWS Revolution, one 605 pound Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, along with the Ice Fan, Jerry Geralmo, also the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel. Uh, as we said, the Heartbreak Kid, honestly, I think, left us. I'm not sure if he was going, to, was going to come back or not. We're not sure. But we hope to, of course, hear from him if he hopefully comes back on the night. If he does, that's, that's understandable. And human suplex machine John Gross has told us that he was going to be leaving us here momentarily. We also, like I said, we had the key club from Patel. Uh, JD, are you back with us? I'm here. Okay. Um, 
JD, I just happened to notice something here in the studio here. I don't know about you, man, but has, is this starting to feel a bit drafty around here? It is, but it is also wanting to melt because there's going to be a lot of uh, melting and also a lot of venom. You might be right about that. I don't know. Hmm. You could be fucking right about that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. He's been coming. He is, of course, of 2015 and also to uh, also the uh, see. I'm going to start saying for J.D., Johnny, by multiple-time WWS Hall of Famer here. Uh, of course, because they hold multiple Hall of Fame um, honors right here. She's also, of course, known as the Black Widow and also the First Lady of Professional Wrestling. She's also, of course, uh, of course, involved in a lot of our shows and groups, of course, here in WWS on Facebook and talk to you. Ladies and gentlemen, now get ready, now get ready, of course, to, as J.D. says, spew the venom in the only way that she knows how to. We give you give you the M to the L to the D. The lovely, lovely Miss Michelle Lynn Dodds has made it on here for a very uh, for a great appearance here on Revolution E36. Michelle, of course, welcome. Well, hello. <laughs> you are just in time, my dear. Because oh, we are about, <laughs> no, 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 no. We are about to, of course. Uh, engulfing of course and talking about this special about the one and only owen hart that came out last night um Good. yeah but uh but i'm sure that uh you would like to listen in and and we'll of course and of course we'll, we'll if uh you know we'll bring you in of course like i said but jd and mitt has got a lot to lot to lot to spew themselves here and, and of course some sometimes it's Sometimes it's ugly, sometimes it's not, but as they always, as, but you all, we all know what's going on here. So, all right, let's go ahead and I'll get straight here in a minute. See if I can just spit it out. <laughs> okay, now there While you go. While you're doing that, though, real quick, uh, Michelle, just to give you a heads up, they have now added a ninth match to the show on Saturday. It will be uh. Dustin Rhodes. Versus the perfect ten, Sean Spears. Especially after Spears was talking a little trash to Mr. Rhodes tonight. I haven't seen AEW yet, but okay. It was a good show tonight. I'll say that it was a damn good show tonight. Okay. Well, without any further ado, here, um, and I'm sure Michelle um, and 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 God, I know JD and Mitt are. Tune in a bit, but let me ask MLD one quick thing, guys, and then y'all gonna get right to your, your talking here because I stopped gonna give you the time. Michelle, I gotta get your sudden thoughts here about, of course, what we officially have confirmed. Of course, it was sad news indeed, as of course we did lose Shad Gaspard at the age of 39 years old. You know, when I when I first heard about it, and then they called off the search, I was like very devastated for his children, for his family, everything. Um, more so for him because, like, you know, that's a real heroic move that he did saving his child that way. Um, so is anything to do for their children. Uh, I mean, it's really sad. And, like, crime time, they didn't really have that big of a run on WWE, but still they're part of that wrestling world. 
and they were funny. They were they they were funny together. Um, you know, I I mean, my thoughts and prayers just go out to the family. I'm just glad that I know this might sound morbid that they found his body because that right there will give the family the closure that they need and they deserve right now to move past this tragic tragic moment. Without, without a doubt, indeed. Without a doubt, indeed. Okay, guys, without any further ado, as we did say, of course, tonight we will hold off AEW and NXT results until tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack. So let's go ahead and get the Iceman and the Key and Club, of course, sitting down at the discussion table. Um, and we'll all listen in here, of course, as they have a, a chew the fat here on, of course, the big dark, dark side of the ring special. Uh, last night, of course, concerned the one and the only, of course, the late Owen Hart, of course, be 21 years on Saturday, if I'm not too much mistaken, yes. is when that tragedy, tragedy did take place. So, JD and Mitt, as we, as I said many, as I said, as I often say here, of course, uh, the floor and the table now rest upon you. Please go ahead and 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 bring it and bring it, and break it down and. Break it down. No, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> break it down here as far as the Owen Hart uh, story last night. All right. Ben, you want to go first? Don't matter. Go ahead. Um, it was a well done documentary. I did cry during the episode, and I'm very <clears throat> sorry for Martha. What she had to go through to this, and she don't deserve all the backlash we gave her. If we was looking outside, going in, not the other way around. Around. And what bothered me the most is when stupid asshole Cameron Dunn told Jr. on the headset. Owen's dead. Get back on in 10 seconds. Why couldn't you stop the show, you stupid Karen Dunn? It's no wonder people like Jim Cornette, Jim Watson, Seamus, and others don't like your ass. Because stupid shit like that. You're nothing but the Vince Russo. Yeah, Wender. I blame Vince Russo, I mean, Karen Dunn, my apology, on this accident. It's no wonder Martha and the family don't want anything to do with the WWE. Go ahead, JD. Thanks, Mitt. I don't think Mitt could have said it any better. I mean, last night, I had a very, very, very uneasy feeling going into this episode of what I was going to see and what I was going to hear. And what I saw and heard afterward made me, just like Mitt said, how it made me want to cry, made me want to punch something, want to make me yell something. And if you think how in the past, how I've done a lot of yelling in the past, and I know I've done a good bit of yelling with my icebreakers and everything like that, so be it, Howard. And I will say I apologize ahead of time. I definitely apologize ahead of time. I don't think I can bite my tongue no more. Mitt said it best, though. 
Last night, Howard, you had interviews from Martha, from Martha's son, Oge, to Athena, to Owen Starr, Howard, to Jim Cornette, who at times we have been very critical of. Let's just say, however, to Jimmy Corderas, however, to Jim Ross, however, other people affected by this. The Godfather. The, the Godfather, thank you. The Godfather is another one, yes. We did not think, however, back in the day, however, we always thought back in the day that Martha was always claiming for attention and basically continued to be a one-woman crusader, however, to uh, basically continue to badmouth Vince McMahon in WWE. After what I saw last night, however, my attitude has totally t- changed 180 degrees and spun around 90 degrees. And then... <clears throat> I think Mitt said it best. The person to blame more than anyone on this whole thinking thing, however, was that arrogant, bucktooth bastard bitch, Kevin Dickbag Douchebag Dunn. Tell us, Vince, for a reason, why you have had this bucktooth little beaver basically have his buck teeth all over your ass, basically, and your balls for the last 35 years. Can someone tell me why? Oh, I'll tell you why. Because your father, Vince Sr., was friends with Kevin Dunn's father. And you figured back in the day, however, by giving him a present, however, by basically giving him a job as one of your head writers, however. And for the last 25 to 30 years, however, when he hasn't had his head up your asshole, basically, and sniffing through it, however, he's been basically writing stupid, lame-ass television time and time and time again. But what Mitt said last night rang true. What Kevin Dunn and Vince did that night, however, back in May of 1999, 21 years ago this week, however, was unforgivable and uncalled for and unprofessional in every sense of the word. Mitt also said that they should have stopped the show, and I agree to that extent. They should have stopped the show. Did they do it? No, they did not do it. Why? Because Vince McMahon was so determined, however, to let the show go on and then worry about what happened afterward. What happened afterward, however, is what we saw in a small clip, however, in the postgame after the show ended that night in Kansas City, basically. Whenever someone asked, however, did you have second thoughts about stopping the show? And Vince says, I didn't like, don't like your tone. Hey, Vince. How's that feel 20 years later, however, answering that same question? If someone asked you that same question, you would probably do the same answer, I'm sure. Shows you how much of a senile, racist, bigoted piece of shit you really are. And how much of a gutless, spineless, heartless, soulless, jackass bastard you really are also. You have absolutely shown no remorse in the 20 years since that fateful night in Kansas City except basically let Bret Hart come back in the door and basically ask you to basically have him beg, beg, mind you, Mm -hmm. for forgiveness. When Bret left back in the day, however, you said it was for all the wrong reasons. Totally disagree with that. Totally freaking disagree with that. Bret left because of your stupid pondering ways. Now let's fast forward the clock to 20 plus years later. What has happened since then? Your company is barely struggling to basically get good ratings. 
most of the talents that you've had since that time have either come and gone, either to other places or just decided hanging up altogether. And others, however, have gone to that great ring and above the sky, however, and some of them have left us way too, which most of them have left us too soon. But at the end of the day, Vince, however, there's only one person to blame, and that is your sorry self. And your boyfriend, Kevin Dunn, too. Now, one thing that Martha did say, however, is that Owen should not belong in the Hall of Fame. Michelle and I talked about this earlier, and so did Min and I. I have mixed emotions about that a little bit. Not a lot, but a little. I understand, however, what happened happened, however. But you cannot take away he was a very good wrestler, whether you liked him or not. He learned from the best, however, because he trained with the best, however, and basically never gave anyone a lick of shit. If they did, they snapped him right back into reality quickly, and he found a way to basically fly right, however. Basically find a way to uh, basically, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically be on the straight and narrow. That's the word I'm looking for. That was the word I'm looking for. At the end of the day, however, however, there have been more skeletons that have come out of Vince's closet, however, than ever before. And this is not only going to be the beginning, mind you. This is only just the middle of this. As Michelle and I talked about this earlier today, me and I have also talked about this too. I think you're going to see more skeletons coming out of the closet. Case in point... The Ring Boy Rat scandal involving Pat Patterson, Bell Phillips, and of course uh, Terry Garvin. We all know what happened there. We also know mm-hmm. what happened back in 1992 with the infamous WWE steroid trial. How Vince forced people to lie to him, for him, like Hulk Hogan and superstar Billy Graham when he was basically telling people, however, and they asked him, however, at the time, how did you supply wrestlers with steroids? And some of these guys said no. Vince, you could have been in jail ten times over before this even occurred, Howard, back in the 90s. But did you serve any one lick of jail time? Did you serve any time whatsoever? No, because of one reason, and one reason only. And does anyone know what that reason is? I'll tell you what it is. Right, but it's also another thing. It's one simple word. M-O-N-E-Y. Money. Money. Having a silver spoon in his mouth from his dad and having his dad up his head up his dad's ass for a long time thinking he could take on the world, be the Michael Corleone of wrestling. And yeah, for a while, Vince, you were that way. Yeah, you but put Ted Turner out business. My thing that? is my thing is was this. Why the hell is he keeping Kevin Dunn when Stephanie, Triple H, and his kids do not like the guy. Yeah, that, 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 that was gonna be, that's a good point, Mitch. You're exactly right. Yes, I agree with you. Why is he keeping Kevin Dunn? It's because he feels loyal, just like his father felt loyal to Kevin Dunn's dad, however. Basically, however. Give me a freaking break. Alrighty, seriously. Give me a freaking break. It shows you that you're so you're even more out of touch than ever before. As the old saying goes, Howard, what goes around comes around. Well, guess what, Vince Howard? It's come around now, send full for you now. And I guess at the end of the day, you're going to say, Howard, oh, it doesn't matter. Well, guess what it does matter, Vince? 
Because right now, karma's biting you in the ass, let's just say. It's biting you in the us big time. And at the end of the day, however, when it's all said and done, however, and you're sitting back and everyone's going to say, oh, how much of a great man Vince was and how much of a great person you were, however. Some might agree to that extent, some might not. It depends on everyone's point of view. All I know is this. You're going to find out very quickly, however, that, believe me, when you're dead and buried six feet in the ground, however, there's going to be more people wanting to dance on that grave of yours and basically open up a can of six-pack, however, not to toast your success, although some might, but they'll say once and for all that the man who has been identified at times as one of the most smartest, but also one of the most evilest, most despicable, deplorable, most cunning owners in all professional sports and also in life itself, however, is gone. Will we be happy that you're gone? No, maybe not. Some of us might not be. Some of us might be. But at the end of the day, Vince, just remember, however, there is a place for you, however, right now you should be serving after all the shit you've pulled over the years. And that is one place that someday, however, you may be either there or in the great ring above the sky with all the other people. Personally, I think you belong in the place down underneath the ground. And that's hell. And I hate to break it to you, Vince. I bet you you regret losing Jericho, don't you? Guys like Jericho and Punk. And let's give CM Punk credit now. CM Punk gave yes. us the truth on national TV. What's the dirt going to be like without CM Punk? And look what's going on. Yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And yet he won't bring so, him back on in the ring because he's still mad at him. Based on what he did at the Royal Wumble. Yeah, right. So let me just say this in wrapping it up. Well, I know Michelle wants to say her piece too. Vince, believe me, there is an old saying, not what goes around comes around. We've already said that a few times. However, to say the quote best tower is from the movie Tombstone. You tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. Well, guess what, Vince? Hell's coming all right, however. And believe me, at the end of the day, there's not going to be a chance you get out of there anytime soon. Because when it's all said and done, there'll be one place you'll be rotting in. And that is hell. Yes, sir. Oh, my ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable here. Uh, Of course, like I said, lay it on thicker than pea soup here. Indeed, gentlemen, thank you very much there for that. I know MLD has definitely got something to say about this. We've got to hear from what she has to say. Um, because like I said, she, she of course, has been has talked about on her many, many times on many of our episodes here at Wolfpack. we got to hear about what she has to say about it. MLD, now you have the floor, my dear. Okay. Well, good. Um, I'm sorry if I piss anybody off, but I'm going to save my opinion and my piece now. Um, you know, Owen Hart was one of the absolute best that was in the ring. Um, you know, whether he was Owen Hart or whether he was a Blue Blazer, whatever the hell he was, he was a family man first, not a wrestler. He was a family man first, and then he was the wrestler. 
um, that, uh, you know, should have, in my eyes, gotten a lot more credit than what he did and, and the things that um, Vince did for him storyline-wise and all this. If they would have never brought the Blue Blazer um, character back, I don't think that he would have died that day. I can't help but think that. That's just, you know, just my thought in my head. Um, you know, where would Owen Hart be if, if he didn't die that day? Would he Would he still be wrestling? Would he be retired? You know, he said on the show uh, that, you know, he wanted to retire at a, you know, a very good age, in his words, um, to where he could have, you know, time with his family and live the life he wanted to live with his family. He never got that chance. And every and, and you want to blame Kevin Dunn and all that, and I get it, especially when it comes to JD, because I know how much JD does not like Kevin Dunn. I don't blame Kevin Dunn. I'm sorry. He's not the one I blame the most on this, really. Um, because if you look at the very first clip that they showed that he was hanging from, it said release on it. That's a, a, a quick release, which is what they wanted for him for when he got closer to the ring to just let him go and let him jump down or whatever. The one that actually that they used that day, it didn't say that. So to me, I think we have a murder on our hands more so than a death. Honestly, because um, it, if you go back and watch it, neither one of them add up. Um, the clip, like I said, the the, the terabiter clip that they used on the day that he died, and he didn't, you know, he didn't want to rehearse it, and he didn't want to do none of that, which, you know, I feel after listening to what he said that morning, he knew something was going to happen to him. He knew his end was coming. He had a feeling of, of it. As, you know, leaving that and telling his son, take care of your mother and your brother and your sister, sorry. He knew his day was coming. Uh, so, you know, I firmly believe that, you know, who had it out for him, honestly? I mean, who really did have it out for him? Because someone changed that clip. And it was not this, it was not the same Caribbean clip that he had originally when he would just pop off of it and drop in the ring. It was not the same one. And he just dropped out of the sky? No, no. I don't believe that either. I believe what it was is that he, they told him, maybe they told him he was clipped and said go. He wasn't. I blame that damn fucking team that did the um what's the word I'm looking for? Oh gee. What's the word I'm looking for, J D? Morons. The moron team. No, 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 no. Um Huh? No, I said sorry about that. I'm trying to think help you out there. No, uh, I'm think I'm talking about the team that, you know, strapped him and all that, the you know, the Special events team, or whatever you want to call it. I blame yeah. them. I blame them. I blame whoever was in that. 
Um, as far as you know, being told to Jr. that that Owen was dead, and you know we're going back in ten. Yeah, that was fucked up. Um, and I agree with both of you when you and you know JD and I talked about this. Too. They should have stopped the show. But in Vince's mind, he couldn't stop the show because that was his, that was money for him. But think about what all those fans just saw. And the first thing your dumbass wants to do, Vince McMahon, is strap a lawsuit against his wife. Because he was going to sue your ass. So you were doing it to cover your ass and your team and this, that, and the other. I, this, it, Owen Hart story, it truly was upsetting. It really was. It was, oh, I don't even know the word, I don't even know the words to express it. But anyways, I think he was one of the best in-ring technical wrestlers besides Benoit till this day that we've ever had. And... I think that it's a tragic loss of him that I, you know, it's yet another one that I wish that never would have happened, but it did. And I remember where I was that day. I remember when I heard it, everything. I remember same thing with Benoit and and, uh, Guerrero. I I remember that. And as far as a comment that was made about, um, CM Punk and uh, what was it you said, Mick? Something about CM Punk and somebody. Um, CM Punk did the pipe bomb back in 2011 or 12, something around there, and he basically told the truth after you know what the landscape would be after just no CM Punk. Look what happened. It's a piece of garbage. Uh, um, I'm on the fence about that whole thing about CM Punk. I think that he basically built his bridge and it was burned and he was burned on it and, you know, on and on from there. But anyways, um, there are other superstars that make this wrestling community and world go round and Owen Hart definitely was one of those. And unfortunately... You know, it's been 21 years, I think, Saturday, correct? 21 years? Yeah. 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 Uh, That we've lost him. And that's just really freaking mind-blowing to me that it's been that long ago. Um, You know, and and the thing with, too, with Vince and, you know, I I don't like your tone and all this stuff, that was basically – him putting his defense wall up against the reporters of saying, I basically really don't have to be here or answer your questions. This is my company, my money, my business. You know, so he basically was rebuttaling and being a dick, and he was. And then the reporter came back and was a dick, too, back. Um, no, it, I don't know. It is what it is. I, I don't know. It's just Owen Hart is one of my all-time favorites. I mean, definitely top five. Definitely in the top, top five of my favorites of all time. Um, 
he, he just, you know, and it, oh, so as far, as far as the Hall of Fame thing goes, J.D. says that, you know, he's on the fence about it, whatever. I don't know what Mitt thinks about it, but I'm going to tell you what I think about it. Like I said, the man with the father first, he was a wrestler second. But guess what? He still put asses in that seat and put on damn good shows as they showed that the best match was between him and his brother, WrestleMania 10, I think it was, yep. that was one of the best matches ever of Owen Hart, in my opinion. Yep. Um, You know, so... Uh, it's just really for it, it putting the words together, you know, especially like talking about dusty past, and it, it's hard for me, but um, yeah, I feel that Owen Hart should go into the Hall of Fame primarily for the reason of what he did for the fans. I don't care about his wife, Martha, at this point, you know, I understand why she's pissed. And I, I get it now. And yes, I know I've said bad things about her. I'm sorry. That was my opinion. Okay, I was wrong. I am the first to admit it. But I still firmly believe that Owen Hart, as well as any of these other ones that have passed, you know, uh, you know Vader, um, any of them, any of them, really, you know, Yokozuna, any of them, they all deserve their name up there. Yes, I understand as she said, it's just a plaque with a name on it, blah, blah, blah. I get that. I understand that. But you're still giving the man credit where credit is due. That's my thing. And I think he does deserve a lot of credit because guess what? He showed that high flying shit. Look at all the ones up till today that are high flyers. Ray Phoenix. Um his brother, what the frick is his name? Pentagon. You know, um, at Hangman Adam Page. Pop. Look at all of them. They didn't learn that shit on their own. They had to have, you know, been or watched Owen. You know, some have said, too, that he was their hero and they learned from him and whatnot and all that. But he, I feel firmly that he started him, Jimmy Snooker started the high-flying shit for the ones today. That's where they learned it. That's where they saw it. And that's how they know what to do about it. Um, will there ever be another Owen Hart? No. Of course Let me not. ask you a question, it's Michelle. A, hold on. There will never okay. be another Dusty Rhodes. No. Uh, Roddy Piper, no. Yes, go ahead. What did you think about what she said about her in-laws? that she claimed they, they don't like her and stuff like that. See, I mean, I don't understand that either because I feel that anything, death brings family closer together. It shouldn't pull them apart. As I was telling J.D. today, what was the big deal about the heart family members that were stealing information and taking it to court to put on the defense team against her? What, what the hell is that all about? I mean, what the hell does she fucking do so wrong? It's not her that you need to sit there and blame for his damn death. It's that damn rigging team that you need to blame on that day. That's who you need to blame, point blank. It's not Vince McMahon. 
Yes, to a certain degree, it's Vince McMahon. It's his company. He should have overlooked it better. He should have hired people that were better than, you know, just to go on the assumption of, okay, get me to go sign off there. You know, just go ahead, go play with my wrestlers. No, I, I don't think that's the way it should have been. And I, but it was. That's the way it was. Kevin Dunn, yes, we all know he's a piece of shit. You know, whatever. I don't blame him. I blame that rigging team. I want to know, still to this day, who was after him, who had beef with him. You know, did they do it by accident? Was it an accident? Or was it foul play? I, I just want to know this because fans like me that loved Owen are wondering today where the hell he would be. <clears throat> He might be a manager for somebody right now. He he could possibly be that at least. Doesn't have Being to be wrestling, but he could be yeah. He could be anything right now. But guess what? He's not because some stupid little asshole decides. Oh well, he's going to take a nice little fall, and he's not going to come back from it. Um, let's not think about his wife and kids. Fuck that. I'm going to think about my of what I want right now to see happen, and that's exactly what I feel happened. You know, maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'll be the first to tell you. I'm wrong. But I firmly believe that after watching that show last night, somebody set him up for that, and he knew it was coming, and that's the sad part. But I'll shut up now, but the best thing that everybody on this panel, fans around the world, whatever, just remember what Owen did for the business. and that he was taken from his family and his children were three and seven years old. Three and seven old when he died. That's horrible. That little girl, she don't know much about her daddy. The boy mm-hmm. does, but the little girl doesn't. You know, so my my heart goes out to the family. It does. And I feel bad for Martha. I do. Yes, I bitched about her. Whatever. You know, that's what that's what rest, dedicated wrestling fans do. You bitch and you complain, and you know, even up until the point you find out the truth of whatever the case may be for the story. Owen Hart to me was tr- truly, truly, truly one of the best, and I feel that Benoit learned a lot from Owen too, to a certain degree. I really do, because. Benoit was another great technical wrestler, <coughs> which taken way too soon. And so was Owen. But I feel bad for his family. Uh, you know, they did the Owen Hart found the, the uh, it. Owen Hart Foundation. They did, you know, all that stuff. That's great. Awesome. They did stuff for the single moms. I, myself, as a single mother, that, yeah. That touched my heart totally, like no tomorrow. Um, Owen will always be remembered in this industry. I don't care what people say. People are starting to reference him to uh, Hangman Adam Page. No, there's no comparison. They're two totally different people in my eyes. And if anybody would like to argue that with me, I will gladly take that up with you because they are two totally different people, two totally different styles. I love Owen. I think he was really great. Um, I just, 
Uh, I would like to know what the true answers are to his death, really. It's like mm-hmm. what, sorry, it's like what me and JD have been talking about. This would have been a two-part series, and because you know it was yeah, good and all. You know, all, not, but you know why they're not doing it? Because it's going to continue to keep burning Vince McMahon's ass, and that exactly. takes money out of his pocket, and he don't like that. That's exactly why. Hmm. I would, I definitely would, I definitely do agree with that. About, and also the one thing I've been thinking about this, thing about this, and JD told me this this earlier today. And JD, I thank you for letting me know about that. Uh, concerning Martha Hart's comes about the Hall of Fame, that granted, as of right now, there is not a building per se set up with everything that has to do with it. But I have often heard in different talks, and JD, maybe you can back me up on this. I'm I'm sure if you, if you if you ever heard anything about it, but there also have been some talks of them actually putting up an actual building to house a an actual WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, so, I've heard that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, technically she's right, but technically she's also wrong. So, but it's not, and it's, and to her saying it's made up. Now that right there really got me. I mean, think about. It. Let's see, when did this start? 93? So this has been around, what, 27 years this the Hall of Fame has? I mean, the first ever yeah. inductee, you know, he had a birthday that's not too long ago, the one and only Andre the Giant. He was the only one that they inducted that year. And then they had a gap in between, what was it, J.D., the mid-90s up until 2004? They didn't do a Hall of Fame at all. And then all of a sudden, boom, they, oh, four, they, 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 they start doing all the inductions again. That's why they're behind it is because they have that blame gap in it. And maybe by this point in time, they may have possibly, they may probably would have considered doing something, you know, to put those guys that, that, that deserve to be in it. Now, now, J.D., I think you've also mentioned that because of this thing going on with the pandemic, at the Hall of Fame for this year was was delayed until what SummerSlam or something? Possibly SummerSlam, yeah, SummerSlam. if not by next SummerSlam or early next year, no later. Yeah, that's at least what I'm hearing. For the, for the 2020 Hall of Fame. Yeah. Or is there so are there are they going to actually do a 2020 Hall of Fame? I mean that's with that's way, that's that's with the way the pandemic is. I don't think so. That's just me. Well, you know, the, the, the thing that you should do, I hate to get up to talking about, about the Owen Hart thing. I'll get back to that in just a minute. I just want to bring up one quick thing. Let me mention this. The smartest thing they can possibly do, and maybe J.D., Michelle, y'all can possibly agree with me on this, that's, that's your choice to make. If they, first of all, if they're going to, if they announced it already, first of all, they need to do it. They, they, they need to do it this year. I mean, they've already announced it was going to be in it anyway. I mean, we said what the NWO in the form of Hogan Hall and Nash is supposed to be in it. Yeah. Batista is supposed to be in it. Bella's one of the Bulldogs. Yeah. Yeah. The the British Bulldog is supposed to be in it. Um, a celebrity was supposed to be in it too, wasn't he? Um, I can't. I don't know. Um, I can't think of who it's supposed to be. Anyway. Hold on. That's 
Oh, was it David Arquette? It was supposed to be in. I believe this so. Year? Hold on, let me let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. I'll tell you okay. who it is. Okay, while well, JD does that, uh, Batista, mention... JBL, the Bulldog, Juice and Thunder Liger, the NWO, the Bellas. That's all I've heard. And but no official celebrity not connected with officially no, with wrestling. Year. No, not this year. Not, no. not this year. Okay. All right. If you want to consider Batista and the Bellas, because they're technically TV and movie stars now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, the smart thing they need to do is is that they just simply need to send them the ring and send them the plaque and send them a letter saying congratulations on winning the Hall of Fame this year, being in the Hall of Fame this year. They need to at least make that official and then have them get a picture or send a video or something showing what they got so that way they can officially have it. You know, they can officially mark it down. If they, if they don't do it by SummerSlam, they need to do that. They need to make preps preparations to do that. Or do it at the show itself. Do it. Hey, I tell you what, here's an idea. Ponder this for a second. They're pondering okay. we're, we're pondering SummerSlam, right? Is that what we're saying? Right. Why not instead of doing a pre-show match? Won't you do that blame ceremony? Now that's yeah. the smartest move anyway. Just do the blame hours, ceremony. A couple hours, yeah. If they're gonna kill some time, yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? If, if, if they're willing, if they're willing to get out, I mean, like I said, that's what three months off. I mean, yeah. they're, they're looking at three months. Why not? Mitt, what do you think? You think they ought to do that at SummerSlam yeah. during the pre-show? Michelle, what about you? Yeah. I mean, do you think that? I mean, do you think first of all they need to be? I mean, let me ask this over. Let me ask. Let me ask you in this fashion. Let's do it official. I'm doing this fashion. Two part question about this. Number number one, the, the number number one, the first part is a. <clears throat> let me see how I'm going. Let me see how I'm going to how I'm going to ask this. Number one, a should they do it at SummerSlam, and b should they do it during the pre-show? JD, yes or no? Yes to both, I think, because they don't have an NXT thing going on right now, and they need something. All right, Mitt, what about you? Yes or no? Should should they should they have it at SummerSlam, and should they do it during the pre-show? Yes, because the pre-show okay. itself is a, let's be honest, the pre-show is not something that's enjoyable. I understand what they're trying to do, but instead of having pre-show, just use, just use it for the ceremony. MLD, same thing, yes or no to both, to, to both of these? Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, there you go. I mean, they can kill two birds and kill two birds and one stone here. They don't have to wait, and they don't have to wait until the night before. Mm -hmm. They could do it all right there in the same building. I mean, they could all do just one at a time here. You know, if they, if they even if they do it at the performance. Hey, I tell you what, I got it right here. Here you go. And this is what inspired me. What inspired me to make this decision? If if they still have to do it in this format. By that time, do it like what they did at Money Bank. Do the blame ceremony at WWE headquarters. You can't get more official than that. Yep. You can't get more official. Do it at the headquarters. Yep. There's a space somewhere that they can use that. Heck, do it on the roof. Do it outside ceremony. Hey, why not? <laughs> yeah. And get the ladder match here. Why not, man? You know what I mean? Come sure. on, man. Why not? I mean, Hey, yeah, and guess what? Hey, Vince, guess what? 
Guess who thought of that idea? Not you. This old Mm-mm. redneck country wrestling fan right here from North Carolina thought that. And this was for your blame company, you old fart. Ha-ha. There you go. So, <laughs> yeah. That shows, okay. Why, why, I'm, why I'm wired, I don't know. I just, I, I had to get that off my chest because I, um, but you got me motivated, guys, because of this old heart, heart thing. So, Michelle, you wanted to add something, please go ahead. Well, I want to add something to the Owen Hart Just real quick. I'll make it quick. Uh, now I know what it was that Mitt said. He said that, you know, they lost Jericho and they lost CM Punk. Okay. You lost Jericho. Yeah, okay. You did. But Jericho is a goat, and you knew he would have ended up somewhere even better than WWE right now. CM Punk, like I said, he kind of burned his bridges, so it was a it was a what it. But the biggest one that he lost, and he should be really looking like a fucking idiot right now, is Cody. Fired Cody. Cody took a chance. He got with his friends. He started AEW. He didn't know where it was gonna go. All that. So you know, to me, I don't feel sorry for CM Punk. I'm sorry, I, I don't. I think he basically open mouth, insert foot kind of shit. Uh, Jericho, basically, he walked away from the company, to my understanding. I don't think he was let go. I don't think he was fired, none of that. It was his choosing to end his contract. And, you know, Cody benefited from that. <clears throat> so, you know, again, what I was going to make reference to was Chad can back me up on this too. I'm sure is you know the beef with Vince McMahon and the Martha Stewart, uh, Martha Stewart, shit, Martha Hart, Martha Stewart, what <laughs> Martha Stewart, Martha Hart, make toe dance But I'm sorry. <laughs> another thing, think of, think about Vince and Dusty. All of their, you know, shit that they went through and arguments and fights and, you know, this over storylines and that and bringing his kids into it, not into it, blah, blah, blah. That's another, you know, uh, legend and a true fucking legend that dealt with Vince's shit for how many years? My God. That's, yeah. That took a lot of balls from him to take that and then to see his kids come in there then to see his kids get shit on like he did oh i'm not going to even go any further because i'll get into a heated conversation about that but i understand mitt's point and it was a good point not to say that it was a bad point because i don't doubt or down or doubt anybody's opinions on here it's opinion is like an asshole. We all got one. So, you know, rock on with it. But, I, you know, we're all going to say what we're going to say, blah, 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 whether, you know, we agree, we disagree, whatever. But as far as I'm concerned, as this whole got screwed by Vince was Owen's family, <clears throat> Justin Rose's family. And I firmly believe that even Roddy Piper's family got screwed. I'll be back, guys. Okay, JD. 
You know, but, I mean, do you agree with me, Chad? Because, like, him and Dusty and Vince did have a lot of heat. Yes, they did. Because, because here, here, here's, here's my personal opinion. Vince felt that, if he, that Vince felt that if he could, you know, bring, bring people in himself and make stars out of them, he could do it to people that he did not have close association with, especially, right. you know, and three and three three names. Now, let me tell you something. Three names come to mind in that respect. Number one, you said it, Dusty Rhodes. Number two, uh, Roddy Piper. Number three. Ric Flair, he tried. Yeah. He he tried to make bigger stars out of Piper, Rhodes, and Flair. But let me tell you something. They were named household names before they even got under Vince's roof. That's so right. I mean, my, because like I said, if it wasn't if it wasn't for guys like that, you know, if they were able to get keep NWA and WCW up afloat for as long as it did, you know, Vince said, oh, maybe I can use him to do the same thing for me, and he felt that he did. But in reality, you know, like I said. It wasn't his doing. It was they were they were bringing the star power right into. It. So I mean, so that's right. That's why they watching WWF, WWE, what you want to call it, back in the day and all that stuff. Because also, like I said, they needed they needed something, of course, to to, to back up, of course, you know, uh, you know, ho um, even because the only man that I ever felt that Vincent Man felt that he felt that he ever made, and he may have been right about it. That the McMahon, we'll just say the McMahon family, not Vince per se, because this man didn't come in after under Vince, man who we know as Vince now. It was actually his father that made this name man a household word, and that was Hulk Hogan. That's right. He made Hogan a lot bigger than he was, and Hogan. It, the thing about it is, because Vern Gagne probably had, was kind of getting tired of it, and Vern Gagne put his foot in his mouth after, of course, a number of times they took the AWA belt off of Hogan. They did that to him twice. Was it twice? Yeah, they did twice. to it to him twice, and that's why Hogan came in. You know, he we all knew him as a heel, and then when he came back, you know, from that point on, from the '80s up until, of course, what he did with the NWO in '96 and WCW, he was a good guy. He had always been the consummate good guy. See, and and let me tell you something. They they tried doing that. They felt that they did that with somebody else more in more recent times, and that man was John Cena. They tried mm -hmm. doing the, the what I call the Hogan formula. They tried doing it on Cena because the thing Cena started as a heel, and then he turned. Then of course he was he was always a face. And then, but the only thing is they didn't switch him back, even though people were booing him, because like I said, he still wanted to play out to be play out to be the face, you know. But it's not people that you were always we're, you know how we were always seen. How would Cena be as a heel? Well, we already knew that because we saw that in what, 02, 03 or something, whenever he was doing that, the feuds he had yeah, with he Brock and all. I mean, yeah. And the Undertaker and all that back in the day. I mean, yeah, he, he knows how to be a heel. I mean, but he but the thing is, but, but he never went back to it. That was the only problem. So, I mean... But the thing about it is Hogan, the McMahon family felt that they were the only ones that made Hogan as big as he was. And, you know, like I said, for a while, you know, they were right about that because they gave him that name. That's because right. Vince Sr. loved everything. And, and, and even Vince McMahon today said years ago that his father always found of anything that was anything Irish. And that's how the name Hogan came up because mm -hmm. – 
Hogan had the blonde hair and everything like that back in the day. Well, technically, it's still a little bit, but I think it's getting more and more gray than it is blonde now. But of course, he doesn't have any hair left, probably. I don't know. He probably looks like Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, God. Anyway, oh, God. No, no, because you know how Sarge looked back in the day. He, yeah. I mean, he still looks like that. He hadn't changed at all. I mean, Slaughter looks the same like, like he did 10, 15 years ago. Oh, he wears. Yeah, but but certainly. But I mean, anyway. But anyway, getting get back get back to the get back to the whole whole thing here. You know, Vince, like I said, what has really screwed him up? What has really has has screwed him up here? First of all, old age. I mean, mm-hmm. he's man's not man's not thinking straight. The man has been on his feet doing this since what? The seven sixties, seventies, eighties, sixties and seventies. He's been doing it for almost forty some years. And he hasn't backed off from it once. Maybe a little bit, but not once. And the thing is is that how in the world do you know he is still doing this now? And some people are interfering. Why on the road has he not even slowed down even with this pandemic going on? Because he feels that he's probably a god. He's Vince McMahon, and nothing can hurt him. So, I mean, uh, and, you know, and, and the thing about it is, you know, we all said, you know, it was common sense for them to even delay stuff like WrestleMania and all of them. They could have done something truly unique by having it done at a later time because – you know, you never because we all still don't know what this pandemic is going to do. There's probably still a little bit more time of this stuff left. It's going to go away. It's not going to stick. Obviously, we know that. Michelle, I'm sure you probably heard a lot about that. But the thing is, but the thing is, he didn't want to play ball with that because, like I said, it was always been a tradition for that for WrestleMania. This is specifically I use that as the perfect example. I'm sure y'all would agree. That's always been same time between the end of March and beginning of April, and he did not want to move it. He did not want to change it. He has been, has been, has been that way ever since. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he's ever had it any other time other than the end of between the end of March, and beginning of April, as far as I know. More recently, I think the beginning of April, but I mean, I know also at the end of March sometimes he's done it then too. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want he didn't want to make history by kind of changing it a little bit because it might have been a better chance of him having it. You know, it could have been like they could have done some some of the WrestleMania seven when they did the stars and stripes thing. They could have done it right around hey, they could have done it at Memorial Day. That's just a month off from what it, what it would normally would be. No, 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 no. They, they won't play ball with that. No. No. no they and see that that's why that that's why that's why I called WrestleMania Suckamania because that was not that was not a true WrestleMania. Regardless mm-hmm. of what everybody that was not a true WrestleMania. That's not one we're all used to seeing because I mean that this first time ever I went on Wikipedia to see, you know, how many people were in attendance for WrestleMania. And you know what the number was? Zero. That's like everything mm-hmm. else has been. Zero. That is mm-hmm. not how you do a show. That is not how you do a blame show for crying out loud. I mean, honestly yep. and truthfully, it, 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 it doesn't, all that just doesn't feel right to me. It still doesn't feel right to me, you know. 
I mean, but like I said, them and AEW, apparently, see, they even said a while back, hey, no, both companies have said, no, we're not in competition with each other. Then if you're not in competition with each other, then why in the heck did both of y'all, uh, why did both of y'all want to continue to do all this despite a big-time crisis that's going on right now? It could This could have taken a back seat from it until all this passes on. Then you can re, rekindle re, rekindle this uh, this camaraderie. But no, 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 no. Because one, but both would say that, then one would sneak off and do something, and then before you know it, the other one would do the same thing. No, they couldn't do that. They could not know. No, no, no. I mean, we all want to see wrestling, yes. But let me tell you something. Both AEW, WWE, even Impact, Ring of Honor in Japan and all that stuff. I mean, Japan hadn't done anything because of, of the government over there. I read something about that the other week about that. Yeah, they put a story up. They have stopped everything. Yes. I mean, it's, well, yes. I mean, everything is not everything's not going on the way it normally is. Some things are getting back to normal. Around here they are, but not everything. And the big-time stuff is, of course, if you still have no – you still can't go to church in some places. You still can't go – well, you can't – kids not, can't, can't go back to school. Of course, they've already called it off my, around my neck. Uh, 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 and, and certainly can't go see a movie. Can't go sit in a restaurant and eat. All because of a flu bug. Don't get me started about that because I'll go all night long. I'm not going to take up the time of the show to talk about that. Because let me tell you something, MLD, I'm sure you probably heard me say this from time to time. From day one, I got sick of hearing about all this. And I'm still sick of hearing about it. Yep, to be honest with too. you. I feel sad for the people who have lost their lives as a result of it. Don't get me wrong. I am sympathetic in that respect. But I'm just thinking... No, and of course, obviously, uh, of course, obviously, the uh, the only thing that a lot of people, you know, I mean, people are having able to work, right? You know, the the well, one saving grace. Yes, the one saving grace is obviously this thing that this thing that Donald Trump did with the stimulus, and yes, that has helped some people. Yes, I'm glad to see that it's helped people. But is, has it lasted? No. no. I, mean, I mean, I even benefited from it. It hasn't lasted me. I mean, I still, but let me tell you something, at least I'm still out there one of those that's actually still working. Because I'm trying to help people get through this crisis. Because of it. I know I'm getting off the wrestling topic. But, and I can't help it. But, y'all can tell, I mean, JD meant Fonzie, John, everybody knows that I've been, that it's, it's kind of got me down for a busy. But like I said, I, that doesn't mean I'm not sympathetic about the whole cause. I am sympathetic. But I've just come up with my three-point plan. Wash your hands, stay clean. And the one thing I neglected to tell people is pray. And that's what I do every day. Yeah, I do it every day. Go ahead, Michelle. I'm sorry. You said you were saying? with you that is the one thing that they don't say is pray and they say to do that oh and one quick thing before i get back into the rest of the thing real fast and i, I know y'all want to hear this you know how sometimes that that stuff will get posted in groups or on your own wall or something like that and people will report it because of certain reasons yeah mm -hmm. 
Okay. Well, let me tell you something. You, you, I'm sure Michelle, you, J, JD, met everybody has seen a lot of these posts of of saying, you know, not, and then they are they are of a religious nature. They're talking about God and everything, right? Okay. You get what I'm saying. Mitt, I'm sure you've seen a lot of them. Michelle, you have. JD, I'm probably I'm sure you've seen them as well. Well, get this. Several people that I friends that I know of from here, from my family and other friends around here, everything like that, have shared this this one thing that, that I that I posted on my wall. Facebook told me they reported it because it was spam. I said that is a that is a crock of yeah. Thank you, because I, I can't I can't say it. I, I just can't say it. And I, but no, I reported. I told Facebook. And I said I disagree with that decision. And if it's still there, great. If it's not, then you know Zuckerberg needs to be needs to be ashamed of himself. Mm-hmm. If the man's not religious, don't let don't take away from anybody else. That's right. But there's a lot of it on Facebook, and you can't take that away from people. You can't, and you and you better not try. You're not taking it away from me. You're not taking it away from any of any of y'all or anything like that. Because I mean, because the last I remember here, even though there's a lot of things we can't do anymore for right, for the time being, if I'm not mistaken, I think we still live in America. Is that right? Am I am I yeah. am I wrong in that? Yeah. I, I can say pull with it, someone right now, and that's why I've been uh, not talking that much tonight. But I'm trying to get back as soon as I can. I'm almost done, so I will oh. be back as soon as I can. Okay, no, all right, no problem, JD. Thank you very much, sir. So we really appreciate it. Uh, but uh, but but to get back to, to get back to the whole thing here, and let me let me try to reset myself here. Um, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, let me do this real quick thing. 11:13 p.m. Uh, Wednesday, May 20th, 2020, episode 836 of WWS Revolution. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, along with the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodge, the Iceman, Jerry Geronimo, and the Key Clothes, Mitt Patel, here with you. Uh, we do also, also of course, uh, Heartbreak Kid Fonzie and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, have already left us for the evening, but we do thank them for coming on. We also had, of course, uh, Justin Lewis Fleming on here momentarily, but he kept having some issues with his video and his phone, so he had to leave us as well, but we do thank them for coming on. The lump sum here, the lump sum here is this: that Michelle, you especially have heard me say this for years. There may be a lot of superstars from the past who have, of course, passed on, and they may not have, they may, they may not, or they may not ever be, if that makes sense, inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame because of certain reasons. Uh-huh. And if, if these reasons of a personal nature, I mean, it's because the, I mean, obviously WWE may have their own reasons, or the family may not request it or whatever. But my personal opinion is this: we don't they we don't think wrestlers be, should belong in the Hall of Fame because of personal reasons. We That's respect right. their personal reasons. We do it because of their accomplishments in the ring. That's right. Of course. Of course, especially if we, as you mentioned, the late Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. We also have mentioned Chris Benoit. Will he ever be in it? Maybe, no. maybe not. No. The Steiner, 
even if, if, if it has been argued that the Steiner brothers may not ever, may never be in it because of Scott. But yeah, that does. But that, but that does. Oh, I'm sorry. But that does not mean you cannot ever take away what they have accomplished in the ring, regardless of wherever they're at. Doesn't matter where. Doesn't matter when. Doesn't matter who they faced. Doesn't matter what type of match it was. It doesn't matter if they won or lost. The guys were professionals, and the guys knew how to take the bumps. And that is what people look at. Right. Would y'all like me to, and MLD, you have definitely, of course, have got to hear this as well, because I definitely would like for you to hear this. I read a story, and I'll make it quick uh, before we all have to go for the night. But I read a story on Outside the Ropes here. I normally add a few wrestling stories to, even though Outside the Ropes is a pop, is our non-wrestling show. But I do do I do mention a few wrestling stories to get us ready for the rest of the, for the rest of the night. One story caught my eye, and first off, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you the tell you the 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 overall reason why I'm going to bring this up is because you had somebody once again on the radio kind of in a way and i took this as pretty much bad mouthing professional wrestling but uh uh but first off i just happened to notice the story here y'all want to talk about this dark side of the ring thing and we've mentioned the name kevin dunn here in different circles well apparently according to if i can Son of a gun! If I can get this thing pulled up here, and I guess when you when you say the word trend, that means they're talking about Twitter. Obviously, I guess, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what that is. Okay, okay, it's 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 trying it's trying to start. I'm trying to get. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We're trying to. Okay, Jeffrey Harris of 411 Mania. Once again, we do thank him for allowing us to read their stories in. For allowing us here on the radio network to read their stories on forelevenmedia.com. JD, just in time, you've got to hear this. This is this is connected to the dark side of the ring. Y'all, y'all are going to blow a fuse, and y'all are going. To, but I got to read this, and maybe JD, you've seen this story. I don't know, but this came out today. Jeffrey Harris and Forelevenmedia Mania reports this, and talking about the dark side of the ring episode. Following, and, and I'm just going. And I think the headline may even pretty much just say it all. Okay, following the comments made by Jim Ross on that show last night, apparently mm-hmm. something started, something started started trending on Twitter, and you ain't gonna believe what. Kevin Dunn, huh. at, according to WrestlingInc.com, WWE Executive Vice President of TV Productions, Kevin Dunn has had his name trending on Twitter. Last night, due to comments made by Jim Ross in the season two finale of Dark Side of the Ring, the final days of Open Hearts, during an episode for the docuseries Hall of Famer Jim Ross recounted the moment from the infamous Over the Edge 99 pay-per-view event where he announced to the world that Owen Hart had died following his fall earlier in the evening when his interest stunt was botched. According to Ross, he was informed by Kevin Dunn that Owen Hart had died just seconds before he made the announcement on the air. Ross said in his interview testimonial, in the chaos, Kevin Dunn, executive producer, and... Crap, come here. Don't do this to me now. Thought that I had been told what the deal was. I said, Kevin, no one had told us anything. What is the update? And does said he's dead. And you're back in 10, 9, 
on camera what people saw was 10 seconds of preparation. I didn't know what to say, and it wasn't storyline. I got very numb after that night. My hands were shaking. My stomach was hurting. I was just, I was, man. Since the airing of the episode, the comments had gone viral, and Dunn has been receiving criticism online regarding his handling of informing Jim Ross about Owen North's passing during the broadcast. WWE controversially went on with the show, which Jim Cornette, a former WWE executive and on-air personality who had previously managed Owen Hart, decreed as the wrong thing to do. And, of course, there's a review on 411 Mania of this show here. Uh, uh, of course, also, uh, 411 Mania actually did an interview with Owen's widow, Dr. Martha Hart. She's a doctor? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yes, she is. No, she's a doctor. She's a doctor. A doctor of what? I don't know. I don't. I don't think she ever said. I'll find out right now. But anyway, okay. But anyway, of course, the other the other thing I was uh, well, I was telling them, JD, and I wanted to mention this here. I want you to. I want you to hear this. It's something I read on Outside the Ropes earlier tonight. That that might get your blood boiling a little bit. It has nothing to do with Dark Side of the Ring, but you have got. You have definitely got to hear this, because apparently somebody else is criticizing professional wrestling, and yeah, you I'll ain't going to believe who. Right. Uh, apparently, let me see if I can. Uh, uh, let's see where. Oh crap! Don't tell me they got rid of the story. She's a researcher at the University of Calgary Alberta Children's Hospital. Her present research includes co-creating pilot testing the attachment child health care attached intervention, which explores links between relative function, RF, and parent-child attachment. Believe it or not. She presented findings on the program at a number of international attached-related conferences in New York, London, Miami, Prague, and Vancouver. The attached program is funded by Harvard University Center for the Developing Child as one of their Frontiers of Innovation projects. Last year, she and Nicole... Latana Rowe launched their attached program online. She completed two degrees at the University of Calgary before moving to England, joining the Center for Family Research at the University of Cambridge, where she completed her master's and PhD programs in social and development psychology under supervisor Claire Hughes. She worked as a researcher at the University of Cambridge with Ruth Gaunt for several years, reaching the Division of Labor, however, in the family and parents' child care choices before joining the team at the University of Calgary. She has published various peer-reviewed papers and has co-edited development and adaptation seminal papers on the uh, dynamic uh, nutritional model of attachment and adaptation published by Waterside Press with another book and publication. She was trained to minister the PDI at uh, Yale University and the AAI by Howard Steele and Miriam Steele at the New School in New York as well as Eric Hesse, H-E-S-S-E, and Marion Maine at Berkeley University. She is also trained by Howard Steele and RF, PDI, and a reflective family played by Diane Phillip at the Hinks, H-I-N-C-K-S, Delcrest Center, Toronto. In addition, she trained with Alan Sorfoy, S-O-R-O-U-F-E, and Elizabeth Carlton at the University of Minnesota, and at Cambridge University, the ABCD model of attachment, William, William Whelan and the Mac attachment measure at the University of Virginia, as well as Patricia Crittenden and the DMM. She is a certifiable, reliable coder in various attachment measures, RF measures, as well as a number of other parent-child interaction measures. She is also trained and certified in suicide prevention. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Apparently, talk shoot cut me off 
again because it's still claiming that I am logged on to another device. Uh, Live Law talks you on another device, and I'm still I'm still dispute, trying to dispute this claim, saying I am not doing just that. I don't know why it's kicking me off here all of a sudden. But I, I see the MLD had to leave us. I guess I think her phone might probably went dead. But what I was going to talk about here, then I can't find the story. But what I was going to talk about, JD, maybe it's on Four Eleven Mania somewhere. But apparently, Patton Oswalt, I'm sure you've heard of him, actor, comedian. Uh, yeah. I've uh, been a lot of good. Apparently, he was on Joe Rogan's show not to. Uh, um, okay, her Michelle did report her phone did die. She apologized, but she will talk to us possibly tomorrow. So there you go. Okay, MLD, thank you very much, my dear coming on uh apparently, apparently he was apparently joe rogan was comparing something having to do with the present with, with this with the politician politics situation to what's going on in wwe kind of stating that in a way it's kind of comparing it saying using the word fake in some in some manner and Patton oswald actually struck back and told joe rogan it was not fake it's scripted and so so if you get so if that story does pop up if you next time you everyone gets a chance to go on for the mania if you happen to find that story definitely take a read to that and we'd love to get your thoughts and opinions about that as well um let's see here uh jd may if y'all wouldn't mind talking for just a few moments here i've got to step out for just a second and then we will close with anything else y'all wish to add so please feel free to talk amongst one another for just a second i will return okay. shortly well, I can tell you there are two matches now listed for next week on NXT. It will be the Super King of Bros, Matt Riddle, taking on Timothy Thatcher in a cage fight. And then it will be Kushida, Jake Atlas, and Jake Merrick in a triple threat match to determine the winner of Group A. The winner will go on to face Al Hio Del Fantasma for the interim cruiserweight title next week. And uh, talk about idiots, however. Vince Russo's back in the news again, explaining why he says AEW is full of politics, however. Mind you, in an interview with AfterBuzz TV, he said, however, he says the following, however, mind you. We know that the company stems from, they're all from friends of friends of friends of friends. That's politics. Not hiring the best people, but hiring your friends, and this friend is a friend of that friend, that's politics. You may call it somebody else, but at the end of the day, that's politics. With a professional eye look at AEW, to me, there are some people on the show that are not stars. They're never going to be stars. They don't have star quality. They don't have the, quote, it factor. And they're on the show because of who they know. That's politics, man. Okay, Russo, why don't you tell us how much Jeff Jarrett sucked your ass in WWE and WCW and TNA, and he was kissing your ass for how many years? You're not thinking that's politics? Because Jeff Jarrett's daddy, Jarrett Jarrett, who started Memphis Bustling with Lance Russell and Jerry the King Lawler, that's not politicking? Bullshit. Bullshit. Gilder? I'm still I'm still here, yeah. Uh, no, because it was just on a mine. Oh, sorry. 
I mean, that's kind of bullshit that he would say something like that, you know? I mean, bite your tongue, you know? And I did watch, uh, except for one episode left, I have watched every episode of, let's just say, The Last Dance. And uh, the only one I did not see was Part 9. But from what I've seen up until Part 9, you wonder if ESPN is going to do something like that again. Sorry, go ahead. I'll ask you something after you're done. Go ahead. Who do you see season three of Dark Side of the Ring? I heard the rumor they're trying to get... Who do you think they're going to focus on Dark Side of the Ring for season three? I heard rumors that well, Hulk Hogan is Hulk Hogan's been discussed. I think Paul Heyman, Vern Gagne would be another couple too. Ric Flair. Uh... The ring scandal of nine, the the uh, the uh, ring scandal of Pat Patterson, uh, Mel Phillips, and uh, Terry Garvin, the sex scandal back in the eighties. I think uh, the steroid trial ninety two would be discussed. Uh, I could see them maybe doing something like maybe some of the uh, Florida, like the Florida territory, like the Grams, possibly the Graham family. That How about all FCW? What's that? About a story about FCW. Yeah, like the, the wrestling came out of Florida. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, I could see Georgia Championship Wrestling even. You know, like in the late seventies yeah. and early eighties. I mean, FCW was a big, big thing. If you remember Georgia Championship Wrestling. You know, Steve Dark Collins used to work for them, right? What's that? You know, my buddy Steve Dark Collins used to work for Georgia Championship Wrestling, right? Yeah, you you told me about that. You told me about that, I remember. Yes, I do. That's where he that. met... Yes. That's where he met Bob Buchanan. Yes, I, I remember Bob Buchanan quite well. Big, big guy. Big guy. And then, what, like I said, I mean, it just makes me laugh, however, that uh, they're going to... I mean, I don't know what was the big winner tonight. I remember this was, oh... Uh, NXT was the big winner. I think AEW was kind of the big winner, too, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Guys, can I make one valid point about that? Sure. I mean, I mean my, pers- my personal take here, honestly, I mean, just just on a personal level here, with what Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, all of them have have been doing with, with this empty arena situation. Has the shows done anything to still enlighten the fans? Because of being in empty arenas? I mean, honestly? I mean, I give them credit for giving us something to distract us, but yeah, could have done without it. I mean, let me let me ask you this. Oh, I'm sorry, JD. Please, your thoughts. I, I have to hear you. No, no, no. It's, it's, okay. it's okay. I'm like I said. 
you guys, like I said, continue to talk. I mean, I'm still trying to do something. I mean, I'll be back, though. You guys can keep talking. I mean, it's nothing about you guys, but I'll be right back, though. Hopefully he's not folders. Oh, um, <laughs> but then let me ask you this. Compared to, if you were to compare to what they're doing now, say, for example, to what the selection that I have in the video ball, I mean, which one would you rather watch? Which, what would you rather be looking at? Right now, personally, I'll be looking at old school wrestling, so I don't know my history. Right, and especially what I've been posting in the vault, I'm sure that's probably bringing back a lot of memories of that. Mm -hmm. Like today, I told to everybody the video of Owen Hart thing of Over the Edge. I saw that. And I got, and everybody's like, thank you, man. I didn't get to see that that, that night. When it happened. And of course, they, they also there's a clip that I've seen as well, which they've showed the opening of Raw the night after he died. I've been mm -hmm. seeing that a lot on that right there is going to get a lot more views. I can tell you that right now, especially between now and Saturday, it's going to get a lot of views mm -hmm. because everybody's going to stand there with the black bands on and the video montage that they did. And they have put, I even heard that, I think even The Undertaker did not wrestle that night. Thank you. You just reminded me to watch the docuseries. I haven't watched it yet. Did you hear that The Undertaker was going through some cryotherapy? You see how that process worked? They showed pictures. I've seen some pictures of that. I heard about it. He was, he was, he was saying he was standing in this, like, this vat. And I guess it's cold or something like that. Or, you know, cryo has something to do like has something to do with being cold and everything like that, you know? And mm -hmm. it says it's supposed to help it says it's supposed to help uh uh it's supposed, it's supposed to help bring a little bit of relief to you know, to to keep I, I guess to help the muscles from from getting stiff or whatever. I mean um they said it's supposed to be they said the best therapy they said it and apparently it seems to be working for him of course with his age i mean i'm sure that's been a big help for him that's probably one reason why he's been able to come back and fight a little bit more and guess and apparently he's going to be, have to do that for another 15 years with mm -hmm. the contract that he just recently said so i still can't believe that he's going to be in the 70s still fighting but of course we said that about rick flair so and you know how long he did before he, he decided to hang it up but Doi Funk is still fighting. Who is? Doi Funk is still fighting. Out of all people. Dory Funk? Yes. Not Terry Funk, but Dory is still wrestling? Yes, Dory. Yes. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. I've seen him in person fighting. Yeah. I mean, Terry Funk's been Terry Terry Funk was one of the, also one of those guys that kept retiring and leaving, retiring and leaving, retiring and leaving. And I think he just finally decided just to hang it up. So I mean, he's wrestling independently, not much as his brother as Dory. You mean Terry? Yeah. And what they do wrestle? His brothers are still wrestling now. Oh crap. These guys be funny. from Texas, they don't know how to quit. Man, I'm sorry, but they don't I know mean, how to quit. After 
the mainstream wrestling career, a lot of them attend to do indie wrestling now. Like, look at um, Tommy Dreamer. He's still going at it, but he's not with the WWE and ECW and stuff. Yeah, he's on TNA and House of Hardcore. I'm back. But a lot of these retired wrestlers are still wrestling in the indies. Right. Mm-hmm. J.D., Mid, tell me something quite interesting. And I did not know. We were talking about, you. Should, I'm sure you've seen pictures and, ta- and seen the thing that they're doing with The Undertaker with this, what they call this cryotherapy. Yeah, I, I guess. Saw, I saw, yeah, it was off screen. Yeah, I saw some about that. Yeah. I saw something on YouTube about it. He's just standing in a vat or something, and it's supposed to be helped to help bring some relief to. I mean, of course, like, of course, being older, I mean, that will definitely benefit him. But the fact that we said that he's so going to be wrestling for another 15 years, which I can't believe he's going to be in his 70s by the time he, he finally leaves. But Ned told me something quite interesting. Now, I did not know that personally. I did not know this at all. I really didn't. And maybe you and maybe you can do it or not. I'm not sure. Both of the Funk brothers are still wrestling. Dory and Terry Funk. Terry and Dory are still wrestling. Terry, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, how many times has Terry said over the years he wants to keep wrestling? He's 75 years old, for God's sake. And of course, as for the day. And Dory is 79. Yeah, what got me, though? Go ahead, Mitt, please. Yeah, and he's still wrestling for his age. I'm like, what do you need to wrestle for? Other than, I can understand the money situation, because elderly... Yeah, right. The elderly but, but don't get... Right. What I'm saying is, I can see why he's doing it, because the, the elders are elderly family or whatever you want to call it, they don't they don't have a good shot to get insurance. So I guess that's the only reason why they're doing that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 Jay, let me, let me, let me mention this real fast. <coughs> what, what, that I t- and I'm sure y'all would agree. One thing that the Undertaker and the Funk Brothers have in common, and that is the fact they're all from Texas. Yes. And Texans are I mean, known to be it, tough wrestlers, I mean, both in and out of the ring. We know that. So, I mean, is is that the reason why, especially the Undertaker decided to stay on for another 15 years? And what, from what Mitt said, no, both it, of the it, funk? It's, no, no, it's, no, you know what it is? You know, you know what, I'll tell you what it is. You know what it is? Simply put, it's mm. ego. Ego. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, let me tell you something. It That that, that right there, what Mitt told me, wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Until, until of course, and of course, I, I took it back when I said, "Well, there is one that really did kind of, kind of really shoot that uh, theory right out the door, and that's obviously it was Ric Flair, and he stopped when he was what, in his sixties? In his, I think yeah, it was two thousand and after WrestleMania twenty four. I think he was in his fifties or something. I think fifties or sixties, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And Hogan was still talking about going to do it, and he's in his sixties. Yeah, I mean Hogan is uh, Hogan sixty six. He'll be sixty seven this year. I, I, mean, I, mean, one, right? I mean, I mean, what gets gets me? Or, sorry, I'm sorry. Demolition is still wrestling. 
I've seen that on independent circles. Yeah. Them, yeah, yeah. Both of them. Are well, both, the nasty well, boys. Well, well, yeah, the nasty boys still going. I mean, Smash has been competing for a long time as Barry Darso, Crusher Crucif, and then we know Axe is, of course, the masked superstar. Right, and of course, uh, what what's 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 another one? Now, here's one that would definitely surprise me, and maybe he probably does this because that he's got family living on. He's got he's got children that's that's carrying the name on. That that you know it would, it would surprise me if he decided to get back in the ring. That's Kevin Von Erich. Yeah. But see, he's got he's got he's got children. That's all. Marshall, he's got his Marshall boy. Ross. Marshall Ross. Yeah, he he did that because they uh, were in TNA Impact for a while, and I know they were talking about uh, trying to get some uh, work in Texas and everything like that. Right. But one thing that surprised me, y'all remember Raw Homecoming in '05, right? You remember. Mm-hmm. When the, you remember when all the legends were standing out there, remember when Rob Conway came out there and started running his mouth, and every the next thing all the legends are kicking some tail. What's one thing they were, they were in Dallas, right? They was it was in Dallas that they did that. Von Eric, oh. Kevin Von Eric brought back the claw. You remember the claw? Oh, yep. He did that like it was like it was, he like he was still in his prime, man. And then all of a sudden you had Jimmy Snuka jump off the corner the the, 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 the turnbuckle. And do the superfly like it didn't bother him. Yep. So I mean, I mean, and then of course they just threw, they just threw uh, Conway out. Just look at me. I hate that. I that song was that that his theme music was funny in WWE. It was funny, but that's all good. Air sight the sea, bringing the whole world just look at me. Like he got Louis Armstrong to do his song. I'm sure Louis Armstrong had been gone for years long before that happened. Well, I, I, I told I told, I told, I told Mitt, though, next week, however, they're going to have a cage match between Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher. And then the Cruiserweight Tournament is going to be a three-way, however, between Kushida, Big Atlas, and Drake Merrick. The winner will face Alhio Del Fantasmo for the interim title, mind you. Uh, what's the deal with Jordan Devlin? What's going to be his task? Is he, is he going to be able to, to? Are they going to actually get the belt from him, or is he going to have to surrender the belt? He's that's going to be a what? big question. That's a big question mark right there. You know, when is Jordan Devlin going to come back and put that title on the line? He won the title originally, however, and now that's up in the air. Because of this pandemic, he's stuck overseas, right? And he's got the belt with him. Yeah, same with, Walter, same with Walter. Same with Walter. He got the you he got the UK belt and he's over there. So, I mean, I mean, are they wrestling in the United Kingdom right now? No. Are they? Are they? Are they I, I, no, I don't believe they, they. I don't think they've been cleared. I do not believe they've been cleared yet. Yeah, I know Japan's not. Japan's on complete lockdown. China probably is too. Which, by the way, guys, my personal opinion, JD Mitt, y'all may agree, y'all may not agree. But when all this stuff gets over, over with, you know what I mean? Yep. I hope we get I hope we get a chance to bomb the heck out of China. If it wasn't for, if, if it wasn't for them, man, we wouldn't be having to worry about this mess. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. But a lot of people have said we're probably gonna need to bomb China next or just forget them altogether. So I'll all right, gentlemen. Uh, you wanna talk about uh, real quick? Uh, one last thing, I mean I'm gonna 
cut it loose a little bit if I can early again. Sorry about this. But I uh, saw Vince Russo. You talk about idiots. How Vince Russo explains why he thinks AEW is full of politics and said he wouldn't go in wrestling if he could do it all over again. This comes on 411 Mania from Ashish. But this is what Russo said to After Buzz TV today. On if new promotions like AEW are full of politics. This is what he said. We know that company stems from they're all friends of friends of friends. That's Paul, friends of friends of friends. That's politics. Not hiring the best people, but hiring your friends, and this friend is a friend of that friend. That's politics. You may call it something else, but at the end of the day, that's politics. With a professional eye, I look at AEW to me. There are some people on that show that are not stars. They're never going to be stars. They don't have that star quality. They don't have the quote, it factor. And they're on the show because of who they know. That's politics, man. I told Mitch just before he got back on the line again. Okay. If you're saying that shit, then, Russo, then what was Jeff uh, Jarrett sucking your ass for in WWE back in the late 90s and in 2000 in WCW as well as TNA? You're telling me that's not a friend of a friend sucking your ass? That's not having guys like the Harris Brothers basically blow you along with Jeff Jarrett, along with your buddy Ed Ferrara? Give me a freaking break. Oh, by the way, um, there, I, I just happened to notice something here. Um, you know how they do like the the create a story feature on Facebook. Well, I'm, I was looking right at one right here. They mentioned mm-hmm. something about Adrian. Remember Adrian Barbo? Very hot yeah. back in the day, you know. Well, apparently, apparently on here they were talking about, of course, how she was then and what she's doing now. Of course, working through the pandemic, and apparently, from what it looks like, if it is, if it's if it's looking like what I think it is. She might. They might be teasing maybe a remake of the TV show Maud. Good luck. It's not going to work. I'm sorry. It won't. It will not she's work. A, she, I mean, she was. I mean, don't get me wrong. She's a. She was a hot lady. I'm sure she still is to this day. But she's not going to be like B. Arthur. I don't, I'm sorry. She's not going to be like B. God Arthur. will get you for that one, Chad. Huh? God will get you for that one. Remember. When, She's 74 years old. She's still good looking. Don't forget, she was also in uh, uh, the movie The Fog, Howard. John Carpenter's intense thriller. She did Escape from New York, Creep Show, Swamp Thing. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, and like I said, even even like you said, that age right there, JD. A lot of them still look like they're about 20, 30 years young. A lot of them are. I mean, so I mean, they're all they're all great looking and everything. Don't get me wrong, but I mean. Um, but it's like I said, I mean, could they hold a candle to to the original? I mean, do they? why would they want to duplicate the original when you don't have well, – Yeah. Anything else, J.D., you wish to add before, before nope, you take No, I'm going to get rolling. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Okay. All right, J.D., we'll talk to you tomorrow, tomorrow night. I think J.D. will appreciate that. Uh, all right, Mitz, stick around for just a second here, bud. You can, you can, you can close the show with me here tonight. I do appreciate that. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, we, we thank you for joining us here for episode 836 of WWS Revolution. I definitely want to thank, of course, the Iceman, Jerry D. Duomo, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, also the Keenan Club, Mitt Patel, and also Mr. Justin Lewis Fleming. We thank you for, for the, thank you for thank you for coming on here, of course, here tonight, being a part of our big-time discussion here. Great talk, of course, Mitt, by the way, you and J.D., and also MLD had, of course, on the dark side of the ring thing. We do greatly appreciate your points, your 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 points and opinions about the show. We do. We thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack, of course, 
We will, of course, in addition to our news and views of history and birthdays, we'll bring you the official results and our own personal opinions as, as to what happened tonight with AEW and NXT, plus some other fun stuff we'll definitely be bringing your way here. Of course, be sure to be sure not to, of course, to miss out on that. Coming up here, of course, tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, 138-521-pound, of course, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. And don't forget this Friday on Revolution, ladies and gentlemen, 138055-pound. Uh, I know Mitt has been waiting for me to say this all night long, and I am going to bring it to the table. Of course, as you know, for the past two weeks, we, of course, have been, of course, uh, been, of course, hoping to finish up. We have started, and we're hoping to, we've been hoping to finish up, of course, uh, the match here between, of course, Mitt and, of course, Danny for the WWS International Heavyweight Championship. Of course, Mitt in, in the family feud style format. Uh, of course, Mitt current, still currently leads 31-30. And so, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we were hoping to do it last week, but, of course, due to Danny's phone issues, we were not able to finish it. But he will be – he has assured us that he will be on here with us uh, Friday night, of course, to, of course, finish this matchup here and to see if either Danny – We'll take that belt back to California, or we'll take that belt back to Georgia. We'll definitely find that out here, of course, here to uh, Friday night, of course, on Revolution, one three eight zero five five pound. And after that, we after that, of course, uh, we'll be, be we will of course be also doing a, another fun little thing here, of course, with some time allotted here, uh, just a little special thing here, and we'll get more details about that between tomorrow night on Wolfpack and of course uh, Friday on Revolution. Uh, also, I will mention tomorrow night on Wolfpack, we'll be also be doing our predictions here for the Double or Nothing show, of course, coming up here this Saturday. So be sure to listen in on that as well. Revolution episode 836 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, five years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Also, don't forget to check out all of our groups on Facebook with posts with so much great classic moments Everything from WWS Game Show Alley to the Sports Roundup to Entertainment Cavalcade to the Video Vault to our tribute groups to Johnny Carson and Don Rickles. Also, our group dedicated to Whose Line Is It Anyway. Uh, let me see here. Um, but everything we've got posted on all of our pages, even, of course, posted a couple of old Smoky Mountain wrestling. Uh, I believe they were considered pay-per-views in Smoky Mountain. I'm not sure. Back in from the early 90s, posted on the SNWS page. So be sure to check that out here as well. But we've got a lot of great stuff here that's been posted. So be sure to check out everything we've got, of course, listed right here, of course, <clears throat> on Facebook in the WWS table of groups. And also be sure to check out, of course, past episodes of the show here at the Radio Network by checking out, of course, the links to, of course, to the show to Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, and Outside the Ropes. We're working on getting the other links established, but we'll, of course, keep you informed, of course, about that whenever we do. Whenever we, uh, whenever of course we uh, get the opportunity to do so, because like I said, it's nice to listen to a lot of like classic, of our classic discussions from the past. Be sure to catch that of course right here in the radio network right here on talkshoot.com. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, stay, uh, <clears throat> wash your hands, uh, stay clean, uh, uh, stay clean, and pray. Of course, Mr. WW, WW, WWUS's pandemic rules to live by right there, a three-step plan right there. And I don't think you can get much simpler than that. But a lot of people want to do it the extra extra way, so we'll just go with that here for the time being. So for now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, be sure to join us tomorrow night on, on NWO. We'll By the way, uh, we, of course, did have to postpone Wrestling Revisited, and it will be uh, last night. So tomorrow night at 7 o'clock will be a special edition of Revisited 
139-926 pound. Of course, be sure to join JD and of course and a plethora of guests as they of course talk about everything, of course, including I'm sure uh, some classic wrestling moments, including of course also talk about maybe more in depth about Dark Side of the Ring among other things here as well. So be sure to listen in on that. 139-926 pound tomorrow night, seven o'clock, of course, before NWO Wolfpack uh, uh, tomorrow night. <clears throat> Remember, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only the WCWS Radio Network. Take care and God bless. Stay safe. Of course, do not leave your home unless you absolutely feel you need to. But uh, but stay safe out there, folks. And let's all pray for each other because as we continue to get by this, this big-time event that's affecting everybody all around the world here. So take care and God bless here, folks. We'll talk at you tomorrow night on Wolfpack. Take care and God bless, folks. Have a good evening. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.